Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Man, it's a wild time, man. It's it a, wild a wild time. Free agency is wild. Really wild. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, there's three names that I want to focus on right off the start of the show. Okay. Texans are in the top three when it comes to odds to acquire all three of them. Mm-hmm. Number one, Mike Evans. They're the favorite right now. Yes, they are. Don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but number one, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Number two... Josh Jacobs, they're number three right now in the odds to acquire Josh Jacobs. And then Saquon Barkley, he's following everyone on Instagram. Yeah. And Saquon Barkley's up there. Obviously, they would, if they take one, it lowers the odds of the other. But right, right now, right. the Texans, they're, they're, they're hot and heavy, and they're right near the top when it comes to this free agency process. Then they should be. Uh, you, you heard me speaking with uh, Sean and Seth. And uh, the, By the way, thank, we got to thank Sean for the noon hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He had a great segment that Seth did not seem down on. So we're going to eat the meat that he left on the balls that Sean left on the bone. Okay. I thought it was a great question. I I actually Uh, thought you could do a whole show on it. Okay. Uh, Seth wasn't down. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to eat the meat that Seth did not want at 1235. Okay. Sean had a good question. I'm in. We'll play it. I'm in. Yeah. We'll get to it. I'm in. But the mindset collectively, and I'm not like scolding anybody. It's more of a. Frust- we should have a segment called "Eat Sean's Meat." Pause. <laughs> Anytime Sean has like something he's real excited about, that, like that, whether yeah. it's a power ranking, yeah. whether it's like a like a, a question about either or, mm-hmm. and Seth doesn't want to do it, we just need to like as part of show prep, we need to eat Sean's meat. I'm down. Pause to eat Sean's meat. Yes. Yeah. I give you both permission <laughs> to eat my meat. Uh, anywho, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, like, I don't mean to scold anybody. I'm just trying to like shed light on these things. Uh, and 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 you what heard are you me trying to shed light. What are you like you the just, savior? Well, you can call me that if you want. Me, I'll wear that hat. Um, no, but, but they're like they're you know. We're talking about teams that are having to sign their own players, legit free agents, legit, you know, potential tag franchise tag players, and then going out to free agency. And there's just this this emanating feeling that I get, and it's not emanating, emanating. It's emanating. Um, What is that? It's just sort of rising. It's uh, it's just sort of there. Hell of a word. It's not. I like that. It's emanating. Emanating. An emanating feeling, right, Figgy? Uh, that Figgy, uh, Figgy ain't listening. To you. <laughs> that's out there. Figgy, of, that, Figgy, oh well, we can't you, do that. Did you catch uh, Figgy yesterday with during your hot take? No, which one? Man, look at this. Let me see. So Sports Radio Hold 16. On, let me get so up. you're just spitting fire. It was the take of the day. They highlighted it and everything. Like, look at this. Look at this. We're on YouTube, Twitch. If you want to check this out. So Lopez is spitting fire about Mike Evans oh, and them. Yeah, Look at this. Biggie's just sitting there having his own little solo conversation. I did see on that. On the side. I did see that. He's not listening to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, like, I'm doing like 50 different things behind here while y'all sitting there blabbing. He's, ta- he's, he's talking to Leroy about some 
watch party or something like that. Apparently, people don't think I do anything around here, so they just come in oh, wow. and just. Oh wow! It, it, it is wild. Like Figgy's on a show. Figgy's like the third voice. Figgy's like and they just the, most come in. Person, I do a lot. the most important person in the building. During pre-show, I make Figgy's life as easy as possible. Figgy will say that. Yeah. Yes. Because I know that when the show goes on, Figgy's going to be more involved than anyone. And then people just barrel and he's into gonna the be able studio. To go, and then people are just coming in there showing him their damn weekend pictures. Yeah. Leroy's coming in. Hey, check this out. <laughs> Look at this shot of tequila we took at the club. Not only that, though, it's other people that's walking around like, hey, you want to go to the so-and-so at, two, at, at, at noon? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing a show. <laughs> I'm working, you know. <laughs> oh, why you ain't go to the, the get-together? at 1 p.m. Like, I'm doing the show. <laughs> I can't just leave. It's unbelievable. Lopez is sitting there spitting that take, uh, and, the, was, and the dude's in there flipping his flipping through his pictures. I was white hot. I was on fire. Uh, and Figgy's like, yeah. And no, by the huh? way, he ain't the only one to do that. No, it's, it's about eight different people oh, that come oh, in and I just... Know. I know. Hey, you see how they're coming along on the bull? <laughs> uh, on the on, For the cookout? You gonna go? I got an extra VIP pass. Kind of busy here. <laughs> kind of busy. We're working, man. Yeah. We're grinding. <laughs> People don't think I work, man. Yeah. So the NFL Combine is uh, next week. That's when the news really gets intense. We're actually going to take, I've set up daily trips to the Combine. Cody Stutz is going to be there, so we're going to get some daily trips to the Combine. Oh, heck yeah. Nice. So, so we'll figure heck out yeah. We'll figure out what's popping there. Uh Stutz is going to be there. But but the, the four biggest stories, if, if you want to know what the four biggest stories are, number one, Saquon looks like he's gone. He gone. Yeah, yeah. Looks he like gone. he's gone. They're begging him in New York to stay. It looks like he's going to hit the market. Mm-hmm. And the Saquon Barkley, the Instagram following, following all the Texans players, that is a thing. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. they're still the favorite for Mike Evans. Mike Evans not going to get tagged. The Mike Evans thing is interesting to me because – I just don't understand. I keep hearing, and this is this is on like national mm-hmm. shows or like when when you hear like Tampa people say it's Mike Evans is sitting around and wondering what they're gonna do with Baker Mayfield. Like is that Yeah, like he's waiting on as that. great as Baker Mayfield was last year, and as much as I, I root for Baker Mayfield, I respect Baker Mayfield. Is that like what's gonna keep you around right. in Tampa Bay? Oh, I get to play with Baker Mayfield for three more years? Is so that what is, we're doing? So are they waiting on him to, to see if he's going to resign There's or are re- they going to make a better move at quarterback? See, that's the question, and that's and it's also the answer. Because if you're not sure if he's waiting whether they sign Baker Mayfield or he doesn't sign, then he's not the answer. <laughs> yeah, because he could sign and he could still be like, hey, yeah. yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really confused by that. So what's he going to do? Is he going to, like, if they get Baker Mayfield, he's going to say, oh, I really want to play with him. I mean, I'm – they had a good year, but come on. Baker Mayfield is a lot of things, but a deal breaker is not one of them. Number three is Josh Jacobs. Texans are third in line for Josh Jacobs uh, on the odds. They're tied with Cincinnati. The Saquon thing is obviously connected to that, but I, I think it's it seems and assumptions have been proven wrong time after time in the offseason, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't. A common sense would lead you to believe they're going to be in this market, but whether you're following the money, whether you're listening to us, whether you're trying to read between the lines of what they got, it seems like in some way, shape, or form they're going to be active in this running back thing. Well, one of the two. Uh, you mentioned that earlier, and uh, uh, you know we all have our preferences, but either one of those, and the Texans are in business, obviously, uh, at the running back position, 
but I think they're definitely in play with both. Number four, mm-hmm. you've mentioned this guy a couple times. He's my uh, sign or decline topic today, just as like a non-Mike Evans. I'm out on Gabe Davis. That th- This has been too much. That eight-minute video, seven-minute video, or whatever. <laughs> Between arguing with the Buffalo fans, yeah. the eight-minute video, the statistics, five pages of statistics, <laughs> I-, I don't know about this guy. This might be Kenny Galladay <laughs> all over again from the Lions to the Giants. Well, I'm, I'm out on Gabe Davis. I'm the one that brought it up, and it did hit me a little funny, but I'm still in on Gabe Davis. Yeah, no, he seems like on. he wants to be the number one he dude. He was stretching those numbers, man. He, he was He's getting every ounce of those stats. He was stretching those numbers. Uh so we'll get to that. But uh, no, I'm 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 still in on him. And then number five. This is number five. This is a bonus. ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller has got to be one of the biggest goofballs uh in the world. Yesterday he threw this takeout and he got jumped on like a trampoline by Texans Twitter. Here's what he said. Quote, pre-combine draft take. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for prefacing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots should not draft a quarterback at number three overall. This roster isn't ready for a rookie QB and would just set his development back. This isn't Houston with a Hall of Fame left tackle and solid supporting cast. This is closer to Carolina, and we saw how that worked out. All right. Here's a couple of things. He's getting killed because of his revisionist history because yes. he's acting like te- the Texans had a uh, had a perfect, you know, cast around him and all that type of stuff. Someone actually dug up one of his tweets last year oh, during the draft process. Oh, I'm so process. glad. That's what I was thinking. Here's what he said. Here, yeah. here was his, his tweet. This was on the uh, 27th. Bryce Young elevated an Alabama offense in 2022 that lacked star power. In Carolina, who have elite offensive minds, mm-hmm. a solid offensive line and improving, and veteran targets. It's a great landing spot for Young. Let me just say this. I don't even care if he was wrong about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me because that happens. We were wrong about Bryce sure. Young and C.J. Stroud. Sure. But him saying that you don't draft a quarterback, and this is the discussion we were having 365 days ago. Him saying you don't draft a quarterback because you're not a quarterback away is the most idiotic take in the world. First of all, you're assuming that you're always going to have an opportunity to draft a quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's very rare. Like, Pittsburgh hasn't had an opportunity to get a quarterback since Mike Tomlin's been there. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's that's one assumption. The other thing is, he's assuming that if I went up to Dave Tepper's rich ass in Carolina, the Mm -hmm. owner of the Panthers, Mm -hmm. and I said, all right, I'm going to give you this time machine. We're going to go back 10 months. We're going to go back to last April, and we're going to let you have the number one pick overall that Dave Tepper's going to pick a tackle or a corner. No, he's still going to take a quarterback. He's just probably going to take CJ instead of Bryce. Right. Well, the other big part of this that that I that I jumped to, who started this? Cuz he's not the only one who says it. It's no. like someone said something and people just repeated it. Who started this? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. The the other part of this is he talked about a Hall of Fame left tackle and a great supporting cast. What was he and we what were we saying a year ago about and I don't know if they have any wide receivers. Yeah, uh, man, you know Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Damian Pierce can have uh, uh, you know step up and have a better year. Uh, I don't know about this offensive line. What they gave Titus Howard thirty million dollars? What? Wait, what? Uh, so this this supporting cast was not there. It but even, it wasn't there. But even then, even then, yeah, I can forgive him for that. 
Yeah. But you're telling me that if I need a left tackle, I need a corner, I need a quarterback, I need a wide receiver, I just don't draft a quarterback? Like last year we were talking, if you didn't want to draft a quarterback, that's cool. We can explain. Like, What, what do you want? So this, the Bengals with the bad offensive line and no receivers at the time, they shouldn't have drafted Joe Burrow? Right. Yeah. And, and then Peyton Manning at the – I mean, like all these – these guys it's so stupid it's stupid and 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 the other part as well there's so many parts to this that are that are wrong is you don't know if you're going to have the number two or three pick again in the next year you got it you have it now you have to evaluate the quarterbacks because some quarterback classes are not as good as the other and there's also that how do you know if you don't draft a quarterback this year that the quarterback class next year is going to be there's going to be one or two elite ones and you're even going to have the pick no, you absolutely draft that quarterback. They did the right thing. Uh, anybody would do the right thing if they evaluate that quarterback as someone that can carry the franchise. I'm just glad we're not having this discussion. Oh, man, am I? Yeah, draft. I, I'm starting to realize from afar how exhausting some draft discussions can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, from had afar. Them. we had them. Like, <laughs> it was last year yeah, for we, sure, we man. Had them. I mean, we had them in, like, week eight. Yeah. Now it's just, oh. Okay. We did have him in a week. He's talking about Bryce Young. Yeah. See what happens in week five. Free agency. See what happens in free agency, and then we can see what happens in the draft. It's just, it's very relieving. Mm -hmm. So, I've decided uh, I've got a theme song for my... uh, for my Saquon Barkley love. Lopez was kind of feeling this. Dude, I I turned it into a confession. I hit the confession. What was this? What are we doing here? Figgy Landry hit a beat in the studio a second ago. I couldn't help myself, man. I was, I was, was feeling it. I was getting into it. He was feeling it. So the confession is that, and also, I have to know who this was. I have to know who who did this beat. I think it's like I Heart Memphis or something. But I, I just, I want Quan. I want Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find a song. I was gonna do some Rich Homie Quan. I don't, I don't know. That's not yeah. very catchy. It's uh, too much, you know. I got, I got, I got to download. I'm gonna put it on my Spotify right so now. So hit, the, hit the Quan is is the is the new rally cry for the uh, for Saquon Barkley. Should yeah. the Texans hit the Quan? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need to hit the quad, man. Who is this, Figgy? I'm putting it in my Spotify. I Heart Memphis. I Heart Memphis. It's funny. I heard this song a million times. Did not know who sang this song, man. I think it's like just like one of those YouTube type things. Yeah, it was one of them dance songs. Oh, I love Memphis. It's that dance, that front back thing. Hit the quad, baby. Yeah, hit the quad. Original version. Downloading. 92 million downloads. Yeah, it's popular. Got to get on that Saquon Barkley. Hit the quad. Add to like songs. Is there any Mike Evans rally cries? Be like Mike. Come on. I mean, <laughs> really? I don't know. What's a good Mike uh, uh, jam there, Figgy? What's a good Mike beat? Man, uh, or an Evans beat? I think we can. Uh, I think we can get. We can use some of our uh, some of our pull that if they do get Saquon Barkley, that's got to be the theme when he. Oh yeah. When he does. Oh, something. it will be. It will, it will be. be. Hit the Quan. They got to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he run for a first down or something yeah, like that. Hit the Quan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that kick-in beat was pretty strong. Hey, it's yeah. just a, it's just a catchy thing. Pretty strong. I'm I'm all in on this Saquon thing. This this Instagram following, all that type. I'm I'm in on Saquon. Well, I don't see why not. I mean, uh, it, it's he and Evans for me. He and Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs and Evans. Uh, I'm good with that too. 
but uh, Saquon, I'm, I'm leaning more toward it. I don't know if it's the beat talking or if it's uh, the conversations I've had with you. Because here we go. Because the, that that was the. I feel he's more explosive than Jacobs, and out of the oh, back and, and out of the backfield. Oh, he is. Yeah. Wait for it. But what I really want to know about this, like all these takes that we got fly, flying all over the place, this awesome, incredible free agency period that is upon us. Astros about a month away. Mm-hmm. Your takes, my takes, Figgy's takes, if he's listening to them, <laughs> if he's listening to yours. If no one's interrupting him. <laughs> if, if he's not getting the scroll through. <laughs> I want to know what Austin Rivers thinks about all this. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. You want to know what Austin Rivers thinks about all this? I want to know what Austin Rivers thinks about all this. And why is that? He had Sean Pendergast hot and bothered this morning, man. (laughs) I saw that. He made the rundown. He did. I saw the tweet. Mm -hmm. Austin Rivers, man. Yeah. You think he wants Saquon or Mike Evans? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) If you had to guess, though, Austin Rivers would you think want he wants Saquon? Saquon. Yeah, he's a brand. He's a brand guy. He wants that big brand. Okay. Yeah. Josh Jacobs doesn't have the same. I mean, he's the same type of player. But does I mean, he want him over Mike Evans? Yes. Yes, I think he does. All right. It is a cookout week here on In the Loop on Sports Radio six ten. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig. With you, we're a week away from the combine. We're about three weeks away from the start of free agency. Uh, we have at eleven o'clock. I've been waiting for this since last Friday. Uh, we have the analysis of this C.J. Amber thing that we've been dying to hear. Insightful, thoughtful, hilarious. The two guys who can break this down better than anyone, and I think they might make a lot of you feel better. If you're upset about it, they might make a lot of you feel better. If you're not then they still might make you feel better. This is the analysis we've been dying for at 11 a.m. Coming up next, though, the big two. Mike Evans' role play. John Lopez is going to take us inside the head of fellow Aggie Mike Evans. And if you're not sold on Saquon, then maybe his own teammate can sell you on him. Mike Evans and hitting the Quan next. Peggy, let's hit him big time. Houston, let's get in the loop. All the jokes are coming fast and furious every time y'all talk about this guy. With Landry Locker. Landry, I mean, you're going to be in midday forever now. And John Lopez. On occasion, Lopez makes a statement that's so ludicrous. It makes me pick my phone up and call you guys. You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Your champ, 16. Sports Radio 16. Hit the quad. Saquon Barkley. If you're not sold on Saquon Barkley and you don't believe in him and you question his impact on his squad, let's hear from someone that's actually on his team. Let's hear from Kayvon Thibodeau. This was Kayvon Thibodeau. This was on the 7 p.m. in Brooklyn podcast. Daniel Jones got paid last year. Saquon Barkley did not. This is a guy who was on the squad. When the Giants went to the playoffs, here's what Sa- here's what Saquon Barkley's own teammate 
Kayvon Thibodeau has to say about the impact and what he thinks about Saquon Barkley. You paid Daniel Jones $40 million. Not, and it, it was a great I, – I, me, I believe. A lot of people was mad at that. A lot okay. of people was mad at that, but I was like, let me, let me tell you what I'm mad at, and it's the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more. Talking about the year we won the playoff game. So for me and for the integrity, working together and hard work, and we all believe the same things, I feel like Saquon should have got paid first. Okay. That's how he feels. He's not alone. He's going to be on the market, Saquon Barkley. That is right now my prime candidate for the Texans. I think it's a Christian McCaffrey-type impact um, that Christian McCaffrey has made since he went to San Francisco, in which they've won the overwhelming majority of their games. They've been in two NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think he is, w- without Christian McCaffrey, we're not having these and we're not seeing these and we're not witnessing these as Brock Purdy elite conversations i think if christian mccaffrey never gets traded there we're not we're not having these discussions i I think i think that he is that good and when you factor in that cj stroud could have something like that he might not be christian mccaffrey but uh, he's an all-purpose type of back that you could be i mean we've seen him we've seen him have some pretty good years my number one guy right now is saquon barkley yeah and and when Kayvon uh thibodeau said that it, it wasn't a unique take it was just a player saying it like anybody who was watching that whole thing unfold knew that Saquon got him that money. And so imagine with CJ on a rookie contract and Saquon here and what he could do. That that's why it's such an attractive thing. Then we have Mike Evans. John Lopez, big fan of Mike Evans. As a matter of fact, he's saying both. Remember that Deion Sanders stuff cross commercial back in the day? Yeah. Deion, you want to play offense or defense? Both. Both. John Lopez is talking both uh, when it comes to the potential of landing Saquon or Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all ears. I, I I say that with my chest. Biggie might not like this take. I'm all ears here. <laughs> I'm all ears here. Wait, well, what y'all say? <laughs> Over here, Figgy. What happened? Over here. It's not your fault. We're having fun with you, not at you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at an Instagram picture. Yeah, yeah. Who showed it to you? Oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, and no, look. When you look, when you look at this team, and I'm I'm not even going to talk about the the mindset that seems to be out there emanating. As I said earlier, uh, I'm just talking about like common sense. When you have the Kansas City Chiefs with seven million dollars of, ca- or no, no, I, I, that's wrong. I think it's eighteen million dollars of cap space. Okay. They're going to try to sign their own players. They might tag one, and they're going to try to bring in a free agent. They're in the market for for free agent wide receivers, including one Mike Evans has been mentioned with the Kansas City Chiefs. So if they're going to do that with $18 million of cap space, and you have $64 million of cap space, you got to play that game. You want to get to the AFC Championship. You want to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You can do both. You don't have a Chris Jones and a Legereus Sneed uh, to, to try to worry about here. There's not going to be anybody tagged uh, with the Houston Texans. You can go out there, not free spending, wild money, dumb money, but smart money with players that are specifically identified like Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. You can get both. It's not a stretch. It's not a fantasy world. It's not like, oh, you know, uh, you know bad money or anything like that, you can get 
both. And then what are you? You're a contender. Overnight. I think there's one. I, I think the running back makes the impact. And on the text line, you have the 614. Give me a list of teams that have succeeded after signing a big-name running back. Well, San Francisco traded half a draft for Christian McCaffrey and inherited one of the largest running back contracts. Didn't lose a game until the NFC Championship game, and then they went back to the Super Bowl this year, and he was top five in MVP candidate voting. I don't, I don't know what else you need. Uh, every team in the playoffs uh, in the final in the final four um, outside of Kansas City was in the top five in running the ball. Yeah, and and you're not you're not breaking the bank for running backs. There's a, there's another text that says, um, "Don't break the bank, go young." Okay, give me the young running back that you want to draft this year. I would love to hear it because there's not really anyone worth taking in round one. The high priced running backs right now are cheap. Their impact is not minimized. Yeah. It's not minimized. There's good value there. Absolutely. And as far as both, you're not breaking bank when your quarterback's on his rookie deal. That's the, that's the mindset we got to get in. When your quarterback's on his rookie deal, when your edge guy's on his rookie deal, that's where teams break the bank. No. Chargers have two edge guys making like close to $30 million this year. The Texans' main edge guy is, is on a rookie contract. The quarterback's on a rookie contract. So you can be a little bit more aggressive. You have a little bit more, more money to throw around. But yeah, and, and I'm getting a little riled up here. And I know you like it when I get riled up. Uh, do you have confidence in this front office or not? Because if you, if you say, I have no confidence that this front office can spend money wisely and bring in a free agent that will have an immediate impact, then, I'm, then I, hear, I can hear you. But I think this front office and this head coach – is smart enough to do the evaluations. Look at what they've done with mediocre free agents. You know? And 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 the whole thing of the outliers. Name one free agent that... You just named McCaffrey. That was a, a deal, but still, they had to pick up the contract. I mean, you can go back in NFL history and there people go to the outlier immediately. You know, well, that was a bad free agent signing. Well, that was a bad... There also have been good ones. I mean, you can go back as long as you want. Drew Brees was a free agent. When he when he left San Diego, yeah, he was a free agent. Yeah, how'd that work out? Good. Deion Sanders was a free agent. You know, how'd that work out? Like like yeah, like you're going far back. No, that's what, I'm, I, what I said is you can go back as far as you want. Yeah, and there have been smart if you trust the front office, and you spend wisely, and you have the money, and the Texans have all three of those things. You well, can sign smart big free agents. I also just think the game has changed. Yeah. So like in the, when it comes to discussing the running back. It's a small sample size of running backs being devalued. Yes. They had a damn Zoom meeting like 10 months ago to talk about what the hell they're going to do about the devalue of the running back. So it's it's a relatively new philosophy. Like three years ago, mm -hmm. people were breaking bread for running backs. You don't have to go that far back. So there's been a, there's been a shift in how the position is valued and how it's looked at. So how do you adjust to that shift? San Francisco decided, you know what, we're going to trade half a draft. We're going to bring in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, they're the, they're yeah. the team that is, has really adjusted to that. Mm -hmm. It can it, if you don't have confidence, if you think these guys are just a bunch of bumbling buffoons, I, I can listen to you say I don't trust them signing a free agent. I I have confidence in them. I think they're smart. I think they can get it done. So you can do both. There's certain positions that you can you can overpay for, like. You, you can overpay for corners. You can overpay for receipt. You can overpay for tackles. Like, there's all there's all types. Like, 
when you're talking about Mike Evans, you, you kind of know what it is. You're not giving him like a six-year deal. Yeah. You're going to offer him a few years. He's going to come in. He's going to mentor your guys. He's going to be the dude. The Saquon Barkley, you're hoping he comes in and adds different elements. But it's it's not it's not the same. Like No one's sitting here pounding the table saying, Brian Burns, he wanted $30 million. You got to give him $30 million a year. That's different. Yeah. This isn't even like when we're talking about the the money that we're talking about with Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't like going in in recklessly spending. This, That's my point. Yeah, this isn't Trent Brown mm-hmm. making him the highest paid offensive lineman in the in the NFL. Yeah, like Saquon Barkley is going to make close to what Dalton Schultz made last year. Like if the if the market values are correct. Then what Dalton Schultz did for you and what Saquon Barkley can do for you, that's there. It's 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 the most maybe a running back on the market will get. But when you look at the impact that running backs still make, like mm-hmm. the Raiders made the playoffs a couple years ago or were close to it because of Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee Titans were good because of Derrick Henry. And that's that's like an equalizer for bad quarterbacks. Yeah. You put Saquon Barkley with a good quarterback and in a good situation. Exactly. It's just kind of like that. So, like, there's not, there's, it's not like there's been, like, in the NBA, like, they used to say, well, you know, the centers are dead. You know, the centers are dead. So, th- does that mean that the Nuggets should have just not built around Jokic <laughs> exactly. or that the Sixers shouldn't have drafted Embiid? Like, Sometimes there's exceptions and there's there's guys Wimby. that could get that can be yeah. game changers. Yeah, shouldn't, have, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have drafted Wemby. Yeah, centers are dead. <laughs> it kind of changes a little bit. Yeah. Both. John Lopez, both, both. When it comes to Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley. Coming up, Alex Bregman's gotten big. Who the hell is this? A Spada fella? <laughs> and is Rondone getting deserved hatred for what he said? about one of the Astros' division rivals or what he said about his mindset. Baseball Spo next. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Who they want? Who they want? Who they want? All right, we got Adam Spillane with us. So Alex Bregman's put on some weight. How should that make me feel? 23 pounds. I've probably done the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're not counting on you. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I mean, this is what spring training is. It's this guy lost weight, this guy guy gained weight. You know, we'll see. You got to wait and see how it looks um, when it's on the field. Um, He... So he hasn't gained 23 pounds since the end of last season. He's gained 23 pounds since he started he working out. Yeah, yeah, so he lost weight from the end of the season. And then, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 if I, you have guys who say, I gained weight, I lost weight, I changed my swing, I changed, I added a new pitch. Like, this is just part of spring training. So, yeah, I don't put very much stock in it at all. You hear it every day, every year. Uh, well, I've never felt better. In fact, yeah. let's go there. Um, I know Bregman said that, and he, he expects a big year, but I, I'm interested in Jeremy Pena. Uh, you know, he's talked about, and, and you've been covering this, uh, differences and adjustments to his swing and, and everything. I mean, absolutely huge year for him. I mean, absolutely huge year. What what has he done and what should be expected? So he's changed his, his swing to where there's just a whole lot less movement in it. 
And, and so that I, I think that when you have a lot less movement, I think that it's basically you're, you're, you become more efficient with that movement. And so I think that's he thinks it's big for him again. We got to wait and see once it gets out on the field because you can work on it in the cage. You can work on it in a live BP. You can work on it in, in regular BP. But until you see it in a game, you don't know how it's going to feel. And you don't know if you'll be able to like keep doing it. Like If you mm-hmm. get off to a bad start, do you just revert back to what you were doing before? I'm not necessarily as worried about his offense as much as I'm worried. I would be more worried about his defense because that's what took a real big step back last year. This is a guy who won a gold glove as a rookie. And last year, he just wasn't nearly as good mm-hmm. at that position. And that's a premium defensive position. And this team should be able to hit. Like, I think there's plenty of offense uh, in this lineup to where if he isn't putting up, you know, monster numbers, they, they are going to be okay. But as a shortstop, he's got to be better defensively than what he was last year. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask this question. And to be honest, I really don't know. And, and you might not know. Who the hell is Joe Esp- Joe Espada? Like, who? What is he? He's like, manager what, of the Astros. Well, what type of manager is this guy? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, like, what is he like? What is his personality like? Is he going to be fiery? Are we going to see Chandler Rome and Joe Espada going at it? Are we going to see Joe? Like, is he going to rest? Like, what? What? What are we looking at here? Like, what? Give, give us some. Like, just based on what you know, what? What? can we look for with this guy you really don't know because he's never done it before so mm-hmm. anything that i say would be a complete guess and you don't know how a guy is going to handle being in that chair until he's actually in that chair i mean i'm sure john you've seen plenty of times where a guy would be an assistant coach yeah. and that he would get bumped up and he would his his personality would completely change in every sport yeah and so like i i think Joe Espada was the natural guy to get the job. He has been in the organization now for a long time. He is well-respected within that clubhouse, and that sort of stuff is important. But how do you handle when you've got to tell the guy, no, you need to sit? How do you handle when yeah. you make a move and it goes wrong? Mm-hmm. So, And then how do you handle just the day-to-day of the job? Like It's such a different job than what he's ever done before. You know, He's got his feet wet a little bit over... You know, the last few years, just and remember, Dusty Baker missed about five or six games in, mm-hmm. in 2022 when he had COVID. So Espada kind of had the opportunity to do the job, but Dusty was still running the team. Dusty yeah. was still making out the lineup every single day. So now all this stuff falls on him. He's the one who's got to answer for when things go badly. He's got to. And so some guys handle it better than others. So it's one of those things that we won't know until the season like, starts. Like, is he an analytics guy? Is he old school? No, I, I think that he is probably tilted towards analytics i guess i, I don't know I, I think that i don't think as a manager you can be one or the other can he I get think, pissed like is oh he, I'm, I'm sure he can get pissed and i'm okay. sure that he will and how many how many times do you think he'll get ejected this year if you had to bet i don't know <laughs> give I me re- a number i really don't because give me an over under i mean dusty got ejected i think only once and that was in the postseason game last year yeah, I think it'll be more than that. Okay, but okay. I, I don't think okay. like I'm, I'm not somebody who uh, you're good so with that. Okay. You're good with that. Yeah, give me two or three. I'm not somebody who thinks that. Oh, the manager, the manager needs to get ejected here. I think that's just a waste. No, it's just yeah, entertaining. It's, it's just entertaining. It, it, it is entertaining, but it's a waste of time. And some of us just want to go home. <laughs> well, they've changed oh, the rules. Right. He's already mad about the length <laughs> of the game. He's already complaining about length. <laughs> He's already worried. Baseball about season's the almost here. Game. No, no umpire has ever changed their strike zone because a manager got ejected. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, are we sort of overlooking Jose Abreu? 30, um, 37, had a bad year last year, came on, but had a bad last year. He's a year older, 
keep you're talking about a key offensive position. Yeah. Are we kind of like just glossing over like not concern, but keeping an eye on on what he's doing? I think you have to keep an eye on it. Um and I think that they have said you know, they are going to handle him a little bit different than they did last year where he's not going to play nearly as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was playing basically every single day up until he got hurt and it turned out that he was probably hurt, you know, when he got hurt. Yeah. So, I think they're going to watch his innings a little bit. They've got Caratini, who I think can play some first base. Uh, backup catcher, right? Yeah, he's he's the guy that they signed to be the backup catcher, but he can also play first base, and he's a left-handed hitter, too, or he's a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. So that's another bat. That's another left-handed bat that they have off the bench. Uh, I think that we'll have to see if John Singleton makes the roster, but that would be another first base option if, if they need one uh, down the road. <laughs> so I'm over that story. <laughs> I'm over that story. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's... You know, he did the Pilates thing. He's in, he's improved his flexibility a Pilates little bit. Thing. Yeah, he took Pilates. Yeah, okay, he exercised. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. But yeah, he got off to such a bad start last year. Yeah, and he, and he, he's he thirty-seven. Now. Yeah, he he looked cooked last yeah. year, but he did get better once he came off the IL when he had the back thing. So I think they hope that the guy who came off the IL and finished last season is the guy that they're going to get this year. And they better because he's making nineteen million dollars and he's got another year left. Yeah. What'd you What'd you make of uh, Rondone's comments about priorities and baseball and all that? Rendon? Yeah, Rendon. I mean, good for him. I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> it's not a great look, but I mean, I think that it's been pretty clear that he has not exactly loved being a baseball player, but he's really good at it, and he got paid. And that's kind of on the Angels for, you know, that's where scouting comes in. And that's kind of what the Angels do. That That's where doing your research comes in, where it's like, hey, if you're going to give this guy a whole lot of money, you better make sure that he loves to play. And I've seen a lot of guys who have been Not picked. necessarily. Yeah. It's, There's a lot of guys that don't love to play and but are if, really good but, at baseball. Yes, but once they cash in, yeah. now all of a sudden the motivation falls off a little bit. So he cashed in, <sighs> and now you have this guy who doesn't <sighs> necessarily love to play. And now he really has no reason to play because he already cashed in. And you see this in the draft a lot of times. I, we had a guy who was picked very high in the draft. And manager comes up to me. He's like, he's played 15 games as a pro in rookie ball. And he says to me, this guy's a bust. I said, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Doesn't love to play. And that's the big thing. That's what sets the great players from, you know, good players or guys that don't make it. Like, you've got to want to play. You've got to love to compete. And Rendon does not seem to love to compete. He doesn't seem to love to play. And that's something see, that I, the Angels should have known. I don't. I think there's a lot of guys that understand this is a job, and it, they still prioritize. But they, it. but they, they still. He's still prioritizing baseball, or else he wouldn't be as good as he is. But he hasn't been good in a long time. Yeah, and he's been sitting out a lot. But but he, but, he, he does. He, and he and he's not. He has not made himself available to the team, and that's the big thing. And it's it's absolutely tanked that team. I'll tell you what, though, I will say this, and I know the Angels aren't really a threat to the Astros. Baseball spoke here. Mm-hmm. Ron Washington will put his foot in his ass. Yeah. Like that, that will happen if 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 Ron Washington feels that those comments, he will he will use him as an example. Has Wash said anything about that? I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I haven't he seen hasn't said anything I haven't, yet. I, I He'll get listen. asked about it. I'll yeah, be I'm, very honest. I imagine he already had. I just haven't seen if if he's addressed it. But yeah, that's that's a big thing though. One more question, just in baseball in general. It's amazing to me that players like Blake Snell, uh, I guess Cody Ballinger, uh, a couple of others. So are, Boris Four. Huh? It's the Boris four. But Boris how? has four guys: uh, Matt Chapman, the third baseman, Chapman. and there's there's one other guy too. I can't JD remember. Martinez. Yeah, he's out there. How how are they still on the market? This has been what free agency has been in baseball now for a while. And remember, remember Dallas Keuchel in 2018. Yeah, he didn't get signed until June of the next season. Like this is 
Teams are Snell has won two Cy Young. Teams are not going to give in, and the players aren't going to give in either. And so you have teams who, they're like like the teams that will go out and splurge, like the Phillies mm-hmm. are a team that would go out and splurge. If George Steinbrenner were still alive, that's a team that would go out and splurge. But the Phillies don't need anybody, and the Phillies are pretty well set with their roster. I mean, and now I you take a Cy Young winner, and now you have all these teams that like the Cubs are a team that would. You're biased. Snell's our guy. Well, but other guys too. It's like our like boy. all those guys. Chapman is really like the fact that yeah. the Blue Jays just haven't re-signed Matt Chapman doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But teams value players at a certain level. The players value themselves at a certain level, and there seemingly is no meeting in between. And I just. Somebody's going to have to move off there. The teams don't seem like they are in any hurry to make any of these signings. And this was, again, this was the big thing in 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. where nobody was signing. And some of it has to do with what these guys are like. These players want the big contracts and the teams just necessarily aren't willing to give them out. Collusion. And, uh-huh. and then you're just waiting to see who blinks first. Yeah. And Good so like when Keiko was out there, again, Keiko waited until June to sign with the Braves. And I mean, that's why the Astros didn't get a comp pick for him was yeah. for that reason. Spo, we appreciate you. All right. Creeping closer to baseball season. We'll be one week away or one month away next time we talk to you. It's coming up fast. There you go. Get ready for some uh, some nice quick ball games. Coming up, this is the analysis I've been dying for. As soon as I saw that CJ Stroud video, I needed to hear these guys speak. They saved a whole show for it yesterday. I thought they were going to skip it. They saved a whole show for it yesterday. In-depth, entertaining, insightful breakdown of C.J. Stroud's encounter with one of the biggest sex symbols in the country. Next. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, so this immediately, as soon as I saw C.J. Stroud and Amber Rose, I actually tweeted it. Man, I got to hear what the it it is what it is guys got to say about this. You're giddy. Cameron and Mace. Monday comes around, they say nothing. They break down the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Tuesday comes around, oh, they said something. They said something. And the thing I like about these guys is it's it's not bought and paid for BS. There's no tiptoeing. They say whatever they want to say. And I think they kind of represent a portion of the country that I think needs to be heard more. Just mm-hmm. the real ass, authentic, no underlying mm-hmm. things. Unfiltered. Unfiltered voices of wisdom that have been there, done that, and lived it up. Okay. It's one of my favorite things to listen to. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I am a daily listener of it is what it is. And they're touching on stuff like this. So as soon as I saw C.J. Stroud and Amber Rose hopping in the car, I said, you know what? I know me, John, and Figgy are going to have opinions on this. We don't live it. But sometimes there's just an opinion that yeah. you gotta, you've got to hear. And this was it. Yeah. Cameron and Mace. Are you overselling this? I don't think so. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's good wisdom. I think it's good wisdom for C.J., I think it's good insight. Cameron actually knows Amber Rose, he says. She no. says she's his homegirl. Well, that's one way to put it. 
And Mace is just Mace. That's what I'm saying. Like, we live sports and stuff. Yeah. We don't yeah. live that. No, we don't live this. This is, this is the hip-hop rap side of yes. it all. Yes. 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 This is the fame, all that, flashy, that type of stuff. So, they started out. First, before we hear this, what was your reaction? Mm-hmm. The OG John Lopez. Definitely not Cameron and Mace. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction when Amber Rose said she... The, the car left her, and she just needed C.J. Stroud to give her a ride to the hotel. Just oh, just reset your reaction yo, for the new audience. Oh, y'all know. Uh, I basically said, uh, any guy ever that uh, a woman says, can you give me a ride to the hotel, that's kind of code. Or it can be interpreted as code. And uh, the other part of it is, like, in what world can Amber Rose, with Travis Scott hosting an event, not find a ride to her hotel? So there was something there. It might not have been anything ultimately, but there was something there. And you were kind of met with a little bit of resistance. I, I was. Would say, I would say in Crosstalk, you were met with a little bit of resistance. I was. From our boys, uh, Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. Let's let's hear what the, uh, the wise ones, <laughs> depending on who you ask. Maybe you think they're buffoons. Let's hear what Cameron and Mace had to say to the claim by Amber Rose that C.J. Stroud just happened to be her ride to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually the new wave. That's the new wave. It used to be guys um, dating um, younger women. Now it's older women d- dating younger guys. It seemed like it's the wave. It's still the same wave because young bitches be on old too. I'll be batting them joints away like bees, man. Back up, little girl. Leave me alone. I'm not what you want. I'll ruin your life, baby. <laughs> well, this situation is concerned. Amber Rose is my homegirl. I ain't got nothing bad to say about her, but I'll say this. You got to know when <laughs> laying on you. It's a hundred ways, and shout out to Amber. That's that's homie. But it's two billion ways Amber Rose could have got back to her hotel. <laughs> CJ Stroud was the last ride to the hotel. Where? <laughs> that, that was the last one. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for CJ, I, yo, if it wasn't for CJ, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Come, on. <laughs> Come on, man. So... They put it better than I did. I mean, they absolutely like that's basically what I said. Yeah, if it went for CJ, hmm, how am I going to get to my hotel? So we talked about this a little bit. I, I I do think there's kind of a satisfaction to expand. Like a lot of people like to expand their families. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's women that get baby fever. There's okay all that. There, there's also kind of I think a desire for the young bucks, and I think this is kind of the the craze with this cougar phase mm-hmm. where they just want to expand their Eskimo brother tree. Or, or yes. Eskimo brother is someone who hooked up with the same chick you did. Yes. There's there's like a certain bond, I guess, that comes with. Is there? Eskimo brothers. Well. Kind of weird to me. Well, okay. Well, let's hear, <laughs> let's hear from Cameron and Mace about that. Maybe there's a little fetish thing going yeah. on uh, with a young man like C.J. Stroud. Ain't nobody out there virgins or nothing like that, neither. I was in a public relationship before, and may not even know shorty name. Be like, yo, I'm with, I'm with so-and-so. Now you don't know shorty that she used to with murder. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even be really impressed with the girl. Be more impressed with who she used to be with. Yeah. More than being impressed with who she is. Oh, nah, she was 
fucking with yay and all that, you know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> know who you're talking about, and then you be like, you say her last boyfriend, you like, we know who these females are now because they became great uh, television stars or reality show stars, the Real Housewives of this or the Basketball Wives of that. Forget how you originally got there. <laughs> oh, yo, yo, that's Kenny Anderson next joint. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's who that is. Yo, who that? Oh, she's a realtor. Where is she a realtor? Oh, what else? Oh, no, she she got her own uh, she got her own hair salon. Oh, where? I never heard of her. That's you, oh, know. you know. You might know her because that, that's Patrick Ewan ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's true though, it's man. True. It's true. It's true. It's true. Like, it's weird behavior, but man, it's like, a lot of dudes that be trying to follow up behind. I think it's man. common behavior, like especially, and they'll they'll get into this on the on the money quote here, but like. If you're C.J. Stroud, it's like, damn, Kanye West got with her. Uh, is that common behavior? Wiz it Khalifa is, got man. with her. At, in, in that world, it is. Yeah. No, it's like that in real life too, man. Really? It's wild. I I uh, can't imagine. Seth on the on the text line. We're not claiming she couldn't have been trying something. We're just not assuming he banged her. Well, I said that maybe it was innocent. Maybe it it, it didn't end up in any way, but. There's a reason she was there. I want to get back to this to this whole Eskimo Brothers thing. <laughs> yeah, that to me is just weird. Okay, so you're telling me that, like, let's say, what's well, like a, like, okay, like, what if what if someone right now, like, down the line, like, who's a girl who's been with a lot of, like Kim Kardashian? You don't think okay. you don't think Odell Beckham Jr. sits there and thinks, man, yeah, you know, Kanye. Whatever, like Jada Pinkett Smith. No, man, in in that world, Smith. I see where it has become. I mean, almost inevitable. Yeah. But uh, but I just like in the real world, I don't even want to know. Yeah, in the real I wouldn't world, even want to know. But you're not. But you're not like. Yeah. But there's also like it. Once you, like, if if someone on like the pedestal of Kanye West, mm-hmm. is. Going out with, with someone, a chick, yeah. then you kind of feel like, man, I'm on that level. Maybe I, I, I'm just talking from my own, my own opinion. I, yeah. I, I don't. No, nah, people do that in real life, though. So, man. like, if, like, I'm, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think that is an, a, an, an elite rich people thing. You know, famous people. Yeah, thing. and that's where CJ's at. I, yeah, no, I, think, I know. But yeah, I'm that's saying, a Hollywood thing too. Yeah, but it's not where like no, just I don't think, I don't, each other. I, don't, I don't think you're gonna sit there and talk to your boy who used to do blow with in the bathroom and say, <laughs> "Oh, you hooked up with my wife," and, yeah. and feel cool about it. No, I don't think that. No, no, that that's that what was I'm like saying. a weekly thing, right? No, no, it was not. <laughs> that's a, that's a lie. Uh, no, so okay, so if that's what we're saying, then yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah, it. it's this world, and 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 this, this is gonna, world. And it's going to sound uh, sexist, uh, and I don't mean it to, but I all, I always, again, we're just being honest here, I always think it's more the woman than the guy. That's trying to hook up with somebody? That, that is proud, oh, he was that with is her, proud her. of all the guys that she's been That's with. possible. You know yeah. what I mean? That's possible. It could yeah. be a two-way thing. Yeah. It could be a two-way thing. But and this whole thing with older women that they talk But there's an acknowledged double standard here. Like, yeah, they, there they, is. They, they acknowledge the double standard throughout the court. Like, there's... Like guys have been doing this for a long time, trying to scoop up younger chicks. Uh, now, now older chicks are trying to scoop up younger dudes. See, that's where I can I can disagree because I will disagree because I think this whole thing about this older woman thing—that's exactly what I was about to say. That's as old as time, man. I mean, go back to any say Mrs. Robinson. Well, that and but even but ever since then and and moving forward, like my my generation, 
always had a thing for older women. Now it's you know, but but, not, but, but famous see, though. Yeah, but see, it, especially like in hip hop and sports, mm-hmm. they that wasn't really a thing until now. Now it's really popular. Maybe like that's not looked down upon. But now. I think it's a guy thing. I think a lot of guys, young guys, like uh, or, or think about older women. So here's the uh, here's the money quote, and this is some wisdom. That Cameron and Mace on it is what it is uh, provide for CJ Stroud. This is going to go back to the fetish, uh, and and this is going to be their their advice for the quarterback of your Houston Texans, for better or worse. And they're fans of CJ Stroud, as we all are. Uh, but this is their advice for CJ Stroud. Both of these are my guys, but you know Kanye and Wiz uh, dated Amber Rose. So when you got CJ Stroud. I'm not saying he don't like Amber Rose. And also 21 Savage dated her too. I'm not saying he don't like Amber Rose. But he's young when this happens. He's, a, you know, just seven years ago. You got to realize because he's a great NFL quarterback now. Yeah, he may have been 15 years old when this happened. So he's like, oh, I got Wiz. I'm with Wiz's ex. I'm with Kanye ex. I remember being in 10th grade looking at this. A lot of people, between the ages of 9 and 20, 23, 24, it's like four different lives. What you're doing at 20 and 21, you wasn't doing when you were 16. It's, a, that's a lot of different phases between them ages. When you're 15 years old and see, and then you can offer to take uh, Wiz's child's mother, Kanye's ex-girlfriend, home for a ride. Yeah, and 21 and, and whoever else we don't know. And, but that's when I'm, you know, I just dropped Amber off. And somebody got to say, yo, C, CJ, you know you're the, <laughs> you're the, you know you're the, the <laughs> the quarterback for the Houston Texans, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm somebody, too. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> you know just what saying. saying. <laughs> yeah. CJ Stroud, look, good luck, good luck. Be careful, though. What I say is, and this is not nothing to do with Amber or CJ Stroud, but listen, them Cougars is vicious, baby. <laughs> Be careful. Wise words. Wise words there. Oh, I'm somebody, too. Yeah. Oh, I am CJ Stroud. I am a big deal. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing because, uh, I mean, are we? What are the odds we're going to see them together again at some point? I would say not high. Figgy, I think it's higher than we think. I don't think there's going to be the end of it. See, here's the thing. Uh, unless he's totally not interested in uh, her at uh, all. Uh, well, unless he takes his this, all this advice that he's getting unsolicited. Um, by the way. Unless he takes it serious and like, okay, we've got to do this on the down low, down low. We've we've got to be really. I don't I don't want to get too much in his business. No, or anything, exactly. But, but the brand is the brand. Like, right. I, I, a chick who's been around that much. Yeah. That is close to the same age as Mrs. Stroud. Shout out to Mrs. Stroud, and openly doesn't believe in God and does slut walks. That that just doesn't that doesn't seem to be to match up. Not even your brand. Yeah. Because I don't think your brand should should decide who you do or don't like and or hang out with but that that doesn't that doesn't seem to match up with no like the the moral compass that we're, yeah, that we're and, talking and, you about know, and i'm trying to be very clear on now this. now lay it down lay it down it could be totally an innocent cj's thing. I, I, I think acting like they're going to be engaged before camp well, here's the thing no, i'm not saying I, I just feel like we don't really know so what you think CJ's she's going to be in training camp is is she going to be at training you think camp? she's going to be at training camp I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was. Oh wow! Okay, somewhere between you. Oh wow! And I wouldn't Figgy, be surprised. Somewhere between you and Figgy's where I land, and and here's why, because I think if we just erase everything else, I can just say this: it wasn't a coincidence, right? 
It, it, it I was, don't think it, it is. It was not a coincidence. I felt like he trying to dip in that water, man. That That's what they said. You just heard them. That's what others have said. That's what I said. Like, of all the coincidences that might be uh, happening uh, on that night, might have been happening on that night, I don't think her getting a ride home with him was a coincidence. Might have been completely innocent, but it wasn't a coincidence, either from her perspective or his or both. By the way, you know, the whole I couldn't get a ride home. Have you seen the video? There's like 50 cars there. Like, there's a bunch of people there yeah. and a bunch of cars. And he came out and took her home. Took her to her hotel. Text line 408. She has already come out and said she's not dating him. Well, of course yeah, we she get did. It. We get it. Yeah, we saw the Instagram post. Uh, also on the uh, on the text line, uh, three four six. Taylor Swift has traveled the block as well. Yeah, but Taylor Swift for me, like the problem with the problem with this with CJ is he's bigger than Amber Rose. She's washed, dude. Yeah. Like I'm I'm like I'm I'm being like if if even if he were dating a Kardashian, a Jenner, or something like that, I'd be like, okay, well, I don't know. I, I I would feel like. He's probably winning in that situation if we're just talking about status. Mm-hmm. This this girl is bad for your brand. She's the opposite of what you talk about. So yeah, she need him more than he need her. If it's anything more than a smash and dash, then I'm just like, why? Yes, that's me. Yes, but if I mean, even even with that said, like if you told me, oh, CJ's dating Kim Kardashian, CJ's dating Khloe Kardashian, CJ's dating. Kylie Jenner, C- CJ's dating Kendall Jenner. Like I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. He's overachieving they, there. He's out kicking his coverage. Yeah, I feel like he's going down with Amber Rose. Yeah, yeah. That's because the, the Kardashians can help him. Yeah. Yes, if anything, but Amber yeah. Rose can't help him at all. He's no. helping. He's doing a lot more for her. Well, that's, yeah. I, I said that as well when it first uh, happened, on, and we talked about it on Monday. Like, like she's of all the the guys that she's been around. Outside of maybe you know Kanye and and Wiz Khalifa, he's and and it's been a, Savage and Twenty One Savage, but but it's been a while. Like it, he's helping her. Yeah, yeah, he's helping her. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time she's trended in since when? Since yeah. she was out yeah. with Chris. Rock. I mean, she over forty. Her time passed. Yeah. How you go from Chris Rock to CJ? <laughs> <laughs> like you got to have some sort of type. <laughs> Like I know some people I like she does. some people like brunettes, blondes, redheads, mm-hmm. no type, all that, light mm-hmm. skin, dark skin, yeah. pale, all that. How do you go from Chris Rock to CJ? I don't know. What is your type? <laughs> yeah. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> what is your type? Yes. <laughs> yes is my type. <laughs> yeah, but uh I, I, I don't buy the whole this is a new thing with the with with the young men and and older women. I think it's new as far as like, you know, bragging about it. It's like now these younger guys maybe. are Okay, are bra- maybe that. Yeah, the younger guys are bragging about like tricking on a woman now, like mm-hmm. paying a woman for this and that. And two that eight, wasn't the case before. Two eight one, doesn't the smash and dash have a bad look for his brand? Don't get me wrong, I could care less. Have fun. But he says everything, blah, 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 blah. No, I I look, I I, I think I, I've the smash and dash happens. You're only human. I mean, it's been going on as, as it's a story yeah. as old as time. Yeah, just move on from it. Though. <laughs> it's a story as old as time. <laughs> Coming up, a local stars team gets called out in a cryptic manner, and it has many of us asking lots of questions. But it has John Lopez, man, it does up in his feels. Let's discuss next. Local star, his team gets called out in a cryptic manner, leads to. 
a viral moment and a lot of questions and it leads to some outrage in the OG John Lopez raising up like Petey Pablo on the soapbox. Let's hear what Craig Carton had to say on FS1, former host at WFAN. He was talking about Jalen Hurts. This is what he had to say about what went wrong with the Houston natives, Philadelphia Eagles last year. The Eagles aren't even top five. But how much do you blame on the OC? I don't know. The biggest question facing the Eagles is what do you know about what happened? Yeah, that season. Why won't you tell? I can tell you that it is a problem that would splinter any group of men. Any group of men. It is a real significant problem. Cannot be fixed. I'll tell it's, you that. It's Ooh. like we did. Money yeah. we deliver. Yeah. No, women. Women. I'm not going to say any more than that. I know what the problem was. I know they're trying to fix it. Don't think it can be fixed. So it would be very interesting to see if a high-profile player is no longer with the Eagles going into this season. And by the way, maybe he will be. But I'll be interested to see if he is. All right, there you go. So I know something you don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you know what the problem is, huh? Yeah. Look. There are so many things that have been happening in the last week that are driving me absolutely nuts. Really? Yeah, absolutely nuts. Really? And 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 to hear what did that, I do? To, it wasn't you for change. Uh, but 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 the thing that that drives me the most crazy is what people are doing to this industry, sports and journalism. It's not just journalism or broadcasting. Like Craig Carton's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he does his. He's thing. awesome. He does his thing. But what are we doing here? Uh, oh, boy, let me tell you, it's so bad. I mean, it's clear that someone's banged someone's girlfriend, right? It's irreparable. Right? Doesn't that seem it? Well, see, that's the problem. You're assuming that, I think logically. Yeah. But you're assuming that, but you don't know, and he's yeah. not saying. Right. This is, this is like, I am so angry about this. Okay. Because it's just emblematic of what we've seen in the last week. Like, there are things that you know that I know that we never so you're doing it now. No, no, I'm, no. This is why I'm not doing it. That we never bring to the air. Yeah, we don't even reference them. Yeah, you know. But but th- th- there are things that we've been told that you're like, I can't say that. This was like when Dan Orlovsky was like, "This thing's going on in his It is exactly so bad. Like and it was that. when he was defending Deshaun Watson. So bad. It's exactly like that. But let's go through some of the things that are going on right now. And this is in the a, world. In the sports and and media, wow. in the sports and media industry, we're in the o, we're on the OG soapbox no, no, no. here am, on in the loop I, sports I, radio system. I am doing a no, I like the soapbox. I'm doing a box jump onto it. Okay, like uh, I haven't done, done one of those in a long time. I'm doing the 48 inch box jump onto the soapbox. Lower it a little bit in my mind. <laughs> in my mind, because like when you do that, automatically you get everybody assuming things. Maybe it's what you said. Maybe it's, uh, oh, somebody clearly hooked up with the coach's wife. Or maybe there was a fist fight between the general manager and the head coach. Maybe a player uh, has done this or that. You are making, leading people to assume things by just throwing something out there and not backing it up. Secondly, and this is the journalism 101 part, it drives me nuts. Am I raising my voice? No, you're good. (laughs) it, It drives me nuts that people don't have basic instincts and basic a basic recognition of what off the record is and what not for attribution is. Oh, wow. Now, let me give you a little lesson here. For anybody who's trying to be in this industry, for anybody in this industry that is a buffoon and, and does things like we just heard from Craig Carton, all due respect, you're a legend. That was silly. 
because the, the difference, what, what off the record is, is someone telling me something, or you, I'm just using me as an example, telling me something off the record. That means you can't use it. Yeah. You cannot use that at all. Now, maybe you can use it to find out that story through other sources, and then you can run with that story or that report or whatever it is he's saying. Not for attribution means don't quote me, but you can use it. The b- most basic thing in journalism, he's busting right there. He's absolutely busting. He's not a journalist, though. Well, I, I know, but you are a journalist by definition when you are on the on the radio broadcasting. Yeah. So, and that's what drives me nuts. And then it's emblematic because of other things we've seen this week. Jeremy Fowler. Texans could go after a running back. Oh, really? That means they could not, right? I mean, they could, but they might not. What 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 are you basing this report on? That's his whole existence, man. You're and crushing it's wrong. down Jeremy Fowler's and whole existence. And it's wrong. And then there's the Oh, Anthony Rendon said he doesn't care about the game. He's telling you the truth. And you're gonna you're gonna you know, indict him for that. No. But that's part of the game, man. No, no, that's a reaction. It's opinion business. And I get that. But you're indicting him for telling you the truth. You're the same one that says, oh, Mr. Cliche, ring the cliche bell. You know, he's just saying, oh, yeah. yeah I, feel I, I feel attacked. Yeah, <laughs> all this other stuff. And then there's the sports aspect of this, manipulating things to make people assume things. And we talk about it because it's out there and, and it's opinion-based show, and we should talk about it. Hey, Saquon Barkley followed Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud and this and that. Look, that's, that's fair game because he did do that and somebody put it out there. But again, that's not that's not what this this industry should be about. And yes, I'm on a soapbox because people it's with, changed, sir. Because people with power are changing it. But it's changed, though. Yeah, it's I'm changed. talking about broadcasting power. I, I think it's changed, man. I, I think that Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. I, I think we just it's not what it it's not what it used to be. It's a I shame. Know, such a, well, I, I, I think a lot of the times too, a lot of these agents are in these people's pockets too. And they it's pretty much staring the news a little bit. So that's why you got oh, for some, sure. That's why you got some people on the radio or TV sure. saying certain stuff because they heard it from an agent. The other thing I think is that I, I truly think that it would be valuable for people to like journalism and basic media to be taught in class. And and I I don't know how you do that because a lot of these dumbass professors now. They they have they're the ones that do it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like they have no journalistic ethics and they have agendas and stuff like that. And and, and once you get to a certain place, you might have an agenda. You might root, you you might root more for a team or you might lean more towards one political organization. But but the fundamentals of journalism have been the same for a long time. They might have evolved Absolutely. and they might have changed. But 100%. like it, the, the most educated like I was skipping many classes. Uh, hell, I took damn near six years six years to graduate, but. Every time you have like an intro to journalism class, whether it was 8 a.m. or not, I was front and center because it is it is interesting to just kind of hear like how it goes. How well just how how the world goes because I I think the craziest thing that I don't think people can really like this is different than what you're saying, but I, I don't think very many people know the difference between fact and opinion. This is true. These days. Yeah. Fact, opinion, like presenting. Because people will read news stories. And they'll, they'll, like, I, I heard the other day, I, I forgot who it was. I think it was Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. He can't even read a quote, man. No, he can't. Like, he can't read a quote. I, I don't even know who was with him or anything like that. But the guy, he he said a quote, 
And then the guy was like, all right, read the quote. Read read the actual quote. And he whips out a sheet of paper and he's like, yeah, he said it with the tone of blah, blah, blah. Kept repeating this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not the quote, That's homie. not a quote. That's that's how they interpreted the quote. Yeah. And now you're, you're using it as a quote. The quote has quote marks around it and that's what it says. It's not like... If, if if I write a column and I say C.J. Stroud appeared to be thirsty for Amber Rose, blah, 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 that would be like an opinion. Yeah. It's not necessarily my opinion. The quote would be what Amber Rose said. Yeah. People can't even, like, decipher fact, opinion, and quote. And I'm not saying one is either. You, you, you're, you're more old school, like, journalism, this, that, that. I understand that the game has changed. I understand that there's athletes coming into it. I understand that. You know, some things that I do aren't necessarily jur- journalistic, but like the fact that people can't even like read. But it you know the difference, dude. The guy can't read a quote. And see, Charlemagne didn't even go to college, so he's not even. Bro, he technical. can't. He can't read a quote. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's putting out. He's putting out stuff, and he can't. He can't read a quote. Mm-hmm. He he reads he the interpretation in the game without going to college too. You, you so. ask him to read the interpretation, he can't read a quote. Yeah, and 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 there's, and there's two more things that are just irritating, but this is more minor. But again. And this is going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, and I, and, I, and I don't mean to do that. I know a lot of people at NRG that I could probably ask to give me a story. I'm past that era in my life. Look at you. Uh, I, I've never at, there. There are people. Someone just texted me about ten minutes ago that I could ask for. Oh, okay, a, Craig. That I could ask for a story, but I don't do that because you you should work for a story. You pick up the phone and call Adam Schefter. You pick up the phone and call Woj. The, 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 the teams are at fault here, too. They're like, let's do this, number one, because it gets national exposure quicker than, than the local guys, and number two, because they're going to probably look at us favorably. You know? Like, Schefter will look at the, the let's say, the Texans, Texans favorably because you've given him these stories. Woj will look at, at let's say, Raphael Stone or the Rockets or whatever favorably because you gave him this story. Uh, that's not how it should work. The story should be worked for and reported. And then the last thing, and I'm going to hop off this 48-inch uh, uh, soapbox. People who call themselves media yeah, cheering for themselves more than the story. And by that I mean they're all about getting it first or bending the rules and acting like they got it first. Even though they got it from another reporter. So you're talking about like sources say. Five minutes earlier. Yeah. That, that I mean, it's just. I think putting out. I, I think the the responsibility for for me personally is yeah. cover the team as close as anyone. Tell your opinion. Give the pulse of what's going on. Yes. Whether that's right or wrong, I think that's how it goes. Not going in the locker room and jocking around and not not doing anything and all, like that's that's not. That, that's not really. That's not doing. What, what are you doing? You're basically have a decorated fan experience. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, there some of the top guys here. It's uh, like in and like nationally, it's like you're just going in the locker room and buddying up, and then you're talking about how you're buddying up, but you're not really doing anything. Well, don't even get me started on these little podcasters and uh, broadcasters oh, wow. and uh, posters on blogs that call themselves media. And I'm not talking about training, like professional training at a yeah. university. But I think some of them do better work than the real ones. That's though. why, yeah. But some, some of them some do better do. work than the real ones. But but not even it's one thing, you don't have to be you don't have to go to school, but you have to at least know what you're supposed to be doing. You know? Like how it's supposed to be played. Uh like, you know, acting like uh you you know, you're so and so's big buddy and running with something that he might have told you that 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 whatever has not been verified. I mean it's it's sorry. And it all comes from 
like what Carton did. Boy, have I got a story for you. Now, I can't tell you, but have I got a story for That's you. That's bad for the listener, man. That's yeah. bad for the listener, but it's good for you. It's, it goes back to kind of what you say. That's the uh, In the Loop Soapbox here on Sports Radio 16. <laughs> Coming up, it's Insta season. What does it mean for the Texans? What does it mean for the NFL? And someone that we're not talking about that the Texans are very, very, very much in the mix for next live from the twin peak studios sports radio 610 presents in the loop with john lopez and landry locker all right insta season the hits are lit here on in the loop on sports radio 610 playing all the hits these are the hot stories of the day you're listening to in the loop with houston's sports leader sports radio 610 this is apparently a thing saquon barkley now following tank dell and brevin jordan on instagram uh, the Texans aggregators have latched on to this. Saquon Barkley not expected to be franchise tagged. So this is the world we live in. Meanwhile, in Chicago, one of C.J. Stroud's mentors, Justin Fields, he just unfollowed the Bears uh, and stripped his social media of them. It appears Caleb Williams could be their guy. They could be trading Justin Fields. He's actually on with the um, St. Brown brothers today on their podcast on 33rd Team. I'm a big fan of that podcast uh, I might check out what he says. Uh, here was C.J. Stroud on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, though, talking about his friend uh, Justin Fields and what he thinks the Bears should do with them. I don't know. Who is the first pick? The Bears. The Bears have the first pick. You think pick. they're going to keep Justin? They should if they're smart, but, you know. It's the Bears. <laughs> you said it, not me. But, you know, I mean, he didn't say it. I mean, they got to go with Caleb, right? I would guess. I, I have right. my doubts about him, but, I mean, he clearly is probably David the most. Dave Carr saying Jaden Daniels would be his guy. Yeah, I like Jaden Daniels. I don't know about number one overall. Uh, but, I mean, I guess if you're going to take him in the first round and you like him, why not? Josh Jacobs. Texans are third on the odds board to acquire Josh Jacobs, plus 550. Raiders are the favorite at 4-1, four to one, plus 400. This is connected to the Saquon thing. It depends what direction they elect to go. Uh, but where the money's at, Texans pretty high up on the list when it comes to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and those other teams that are on there, I, I don't know about the Raiders, uh, I guess just because. Uh, but uh, you start looking at some of the teams that he would he would want to go to and the odds are high on. They all have that need. They do not all have the money, and that's the difference. The Texans have the money to do it. Kyle Tucker, speaking of money, Kyle Tucker still doesn't have – a long-term deal. Here was Kyle Tucker talking about whether or not an offer has been made. Maybe a little talk, but not not like, um, you know, like a hard offer or anything like that. But I mean, like I've always said, just you know, we're always open to have those conversations, whether it happens now or a little later, um, whatever it may be. But I mean, we're I mean, I'm always around here, um, so you know, I'm always open to having those conversations and just talk it through. Man, he's got to be flat out angry uh, at, at this point. Uh, the, the the seasons that he's had, the numbers that he's put up, and the money he's making. I mean, it's good, but man, uh, he, he is worth so much more than he's been paid. He's got to be just flat out angry about this. I don't know if he's angry. It's it's kind of the way the game goes. No, got, I know. They're going to really- pay Tuck though, right? Yes, but, man, he's leaving money on the table there. Every year that they push it back, every time they push it back, he also said he's open to 
uh, doing something in season. We'll see how the Astros are on that. But, man, 2018 to 2023, he never made more than $764,000. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. It was the same with Correa for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't they get him done a little sooner than they are with Tucker? I, I want to say that they got him done. Yeah, I mean, he burst on the scene when he was 19. Yeah, he did. But, man, pay the man. <laughs> pay the man. You got to do it. Mm. Mike Evans. Lay out the Mike Evans role play that you laid out, the the point of view, because with, with free agency approaching, it's not just the Texans wanting a player like it's been recently. The, the player could actually want the Texans, and you have a, a decent case with Mike Evans. Yeah, let me let me go point by point. So there's there's five teams that have been universally sort of mentioned with Mike Evans, and those teams are the Chiefs, the Colts, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Texans. All right, so so when we look at the pros and cons, from Mike Evans' perspective, let, let's, let's start with the Texans because I think the pros are very, very much uh, uh, more than, than the cons. It's home. It's a contender. C.J. Stroud. Bobby Slowick is back. He has, by the way, don't underestimate this. Mike Evans has a great relationship with Gerard Johnson. Like, great. Yeah, they're buddies. Yeah. You Don't, had dinner with him once. Uh, yeah, I, we had a little thing. We we went to dinner with uh, Gerard, and Cody was there, and a couple of listeners, and, and Mike Evans. And so, like, don't underestimate that. There's a lot of pros with Houston. Uh, the cons might be, who knows the length of the deal, and are they really ready uh, to make that leap into AFC, like, actual contention. Not a lot of cons with the Texans. So let's go with the other ones. The Ravens. Yes, Lamar Jackson. And I'm trying to be as honest and and, 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 and fair here as I can. Mike Evans and Zay Flowers could be, like, a lot of fun for Ravens fans. He could push the Ravens over the top. Now let's look at the cons here because I think they're significant. The Ravens have just $7 million in cap space, and they still have to sign Justin Matt or do something with Justin Matabike and, Bike and, uh, and Patrick Queen. That's, those are some pretty significant cons. Now Bengals, all right? T. Higgins is likely gone, and Evans would be a huge upgrade, but, but T. Higgins is likely gone. Tyler Boyd is likely gone. Now teaming him with Jamar Chase would be awesome. And the Bengals do have cap space. They have $60 million in cap space. But the cons are, are pretty obvious. But they still got to pay. That's what I'm saying. They still got to pay, guys. Uh, the cons with, with the Bengals are, are pretty significant as well. Can Joe Burrow stay healthy? Can he even finish a training camp? Keep in mind, Joe Burrow has never finished a training camp. <laughs> Believe it or not, he's never fin- finished one. Another con, and, and don't underestimate this, it's Cincinnati, man. It's uh, Sorry. It's Cincinnati, and the Ravens are in the division. So let's look at the Colts. That's another one that's been widely widely mentioned. So they have a lot of money, too, but they're prioritizing Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Shane Steichen, that's a pro. I mean, come on. He, he's worked wonders. Um, and they have that cap space, like I said. The con is a, is a huge one. What is Anthony Richardson? What is he? 
That's a big. I one. don't think he's that good. Well, and that's what uh, Mike Evans has to uh, ha- has to decide. The only legitimate team I think that can compete with the Texans for Mike Evans, when it from his perspective, is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's appealing. They but don't have very they much like cap Rashi, space. Rice, they like Rice. They like Rushy Rice. They have, but I mean, come on, it, it, it is. They got to pay Evans. Chris Jones. They got to play Chris Jones. If they want Legere Sneed is out there. They got to pay him. They have Andy Reid. That's a pro. Um, cap space is definitely an issue. Um, they have to manipulate some things. They're talking about Patrick Mahomes reworking his contract so they can get someone like Mike Evans. So when you look at the five teams that are all widely mentioned with Mike Evans, I don't think anybody compares with the Texans when it comes to pros versus cons. I don't think anyone does. They have huge cons with the Ravens and the Bengals and the Colts and the Chiefs. I don't know what Mike Evans wants. Yeah, nobody really does. Because I've heard I've heard people talk about like all when we talk about estimated value, you and I we personally go by Spot Rack, which is a site that it's just to be consistent. Well, estimates. Yeah, we the other over the cap does it, others do it, but we're trying to be consistent with Spot Rack. Because someone asked yesterday, they were like, "Okay, I've heard about Mike Evans' contract demands four years, eighty million, and, and I wanted to preface that I've heard nothing about any demands from Mike Evans. No, just projections. Like there mm-hmm. hasn't been there hasn't been like any report from an ESPN guy. There hasn't been a report from a beat writer." that Mike Evans wants this or Mike Evans demands this. Yeah. So we don't know what he wants. We have no idea. We don't know what Tampa Bay wants. Is Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay just trying to tread water and stay where they're at? Yeah, what are they going to do at quarterback? Does Mike Evans want to do that? We don't know what Mike Evans wants. We don't know what Saquon Barkley wants. But we can, we can logically think, and more so for Saquon's point of view than, than Mike Evans, what, what are you doing in New York? Yeah. Like, they've already shown you that they don't want to pay you. You've given everything you've given to them. You've gotten hurt for them. Mm-hmm. They paid Daniel Jones. They're running it back with Daniel Jones. They're kind of in no man's land there. From his point of view, what exactly are you doing? From Mike Evans' point of view, I've lived here 10 years. I've balled out for 10 years. I'm an all-time great in the organization. I've won a Super Bowl here. There's pro- there's perhaps a little bit more appeal in staying in your own personal situation from his point of view than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I think his priorities, not winning, because we know that the kind of competitor he is, but I think his priorities have changed somewhat in terms of where do I really want to end my career? Do I want to go to Cincinnati and not know if Joe Burrow's going to stay healthy or even finish a training camp? Do I want to go to Baltimore? Well, why, sure. Why would Cincinnati want him either? Because they, they'd probably rather keep Higgins. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All things equal. I, I mean, they've been mentioned consistently. Well, even if you eliminate Cincinnati, uh, yes, I would want to go to Kansas City. Absolutely. Can they afford me? Because uh, they're re- – and they have to sign other guys. Are you taking a pay cut? Yeah, am I taking a pay cut? Uh, it's it's still, you know, uh, would I be just sort of a sellout, so to speak, you know, in terms of going to a team? Oh, great. Yeah, Mike Evans going to Kansas City. You know, he he thinks about that. I think his priorities. He's past that, right? No, I think his priorities are changing. He he's wants, already proven himself. He's proven himself. Maybe stockpile rings. Uh, meaningful football. That's what I'm saying. Like, am I going to be that guy? I think his priorities now are: I want to be happy. I want to be at home, and I want to have a chance to win. Before it was like early in his career, it's like I want to get my second contract. No, it's honesty. I mean, that's the way all all players, most all players. I are. mean, that's the whole goal when you get yeah, in the NFL. I'll, you want to get that second deal. I want to get my se- se- uh, my second contract. Then I want to get my numbers, so maybe I can get into the Hall of Fame, and then I want to win a, a Super Bowl. 
Well, he's done all three of those things. So I think his priorities now point to Houston. Uh, from from and 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 not I don't like know him. It's not like we're boys, but I've spent time around him, and I know what he's all about. We're dogs. <laughs> we're dogs, man. Uh, and I, I don't know what he's all about. I think it's fair to say that Mike Evans' priorities are different now, and they all point to Houston. Coming up, the mindset of Nick Casario. We've talked about this. Do you be aggressive or not? Uh, one of the biggest. Uh, names in media has an interesting philosophy on Nick Casario that I think is a little bit off. Plus, John Lopez says, if you're not aggressive enough, you could face the consequences and it could hit close to home. That's next. All right. So John Lopez, you see there are consequences if the Texans sit on their hands in free agency Uh, and it could make just getting into the dance even more difficult. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Lay this out for me. Yeah, uh, let me put it uh, this way first so you can kind of get where I'm, I'm coming from, uh, loopholes. 713-572-4610. You've heard the expression, uh, now truly get the bell ready on this one, Figgy. Uh, the best offense is a good defense. You've heard that. So let's say the Texans do all of a sudden start wringing their hands and oh, I don't know if we want to spell that, spend that much money even though they have it or whatever. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you. The Colts and the Titans are two of only five teams that have more cap space than the Texans. The Colts and the Titans are in your okay. division. They have money to spend. In the Colts' case, they definitely have an owner willing to spend money. You know, we, 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 we can we – can, go through the history with uh, the Titans and Amy Adams Trunk and, and how much she wants to spend money. Uh, but they have. They also, the Colts and the Titans also have two draft picks before the Texans even make one pick. And they have four draft picks before pick number 59, which is the sec- Texans' second pick. So they have more money than you, slightly, but they, they have more money than you, and they have premium draft picks. The best offense in this case in your own division might be, you know, which is what everybody always says. You got to win, you know, you got to worry about your division first. Is getting your guys to make sure you're getting your guys and you're becoming a better team and they're not. Like they're not getting it. Like the, the Colts still have to sign Zach Moss and Michael Pittman Jr., but they could still make waves in, in free agency. They have been mentioned, and I, you know, I, this is just out there, uh, multiple reports. They've been mentioned with Brian Burns and Antoine Winfield Jr., a player that I like. So they could conceivably sign Zach Moss, Michael Pittman Jr., either either or both of Brian Burns and Antoine Winfield Jr., and they have more draft picks than you in the first two rounds. Same thing with the Titans. They've been mentioned with Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of the, from the Bears. Legereus Need is, is the Chiefs cornerback that's, that's mentioned a lot. And they've been mentioned as a free agent uh, destination with Calvin Ridley. So they could, the, the Titans could get either or, or Jalen Johnson or Legereus Sneed, uh, and they have more picks than you in the first 59 picks. And maybe Calvin Ridley. Sometimes, like, it's not just about, like, oh, how do we get better? It's how do we get better and keep the, uh, the guys in our division from catching up. The thing about the division, though, is it, it feels like, and Indianapolis is in a different situation. They could have a good offseason and they, they could figure something out. I think it's all going to rest on Anthony Richardson. Yeah. The Jags kind of feel like they're in the awkward place where what they currently have 
has been disappointing. Mm -hmm. Like they completely flopped last year, but it almost feels like this off season is about keeping that core together. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like we want to keep Calvin Ridley and we want to bring back Josh Allen. Well, you had them last year and you ended up being one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Correct. The Titans, I think the Titans, I don't think it's as bad as it was for the Texans two years ago, but I think it's similar. Mm -hmm. Like I think Will Levis might be better than Davis Mills. But I don't think he's going to end up being their long-term answer at franchise, like when it yeah. comes to the franchise. So much like you saw legends like J.J. Watt leaving uh, and getting released, you're seeing that with Derrick Henry. So they're kind of in like a like a better version of the Texans rebuild. I also think that they they're not going through the Coley Lovey Smith thing. So they have the actual coach that they want overseeing things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what. Indianapolis is looking to do. I don't know what they're going to, they're going to run it back with Jonathan Taylor. They're going to hope Anthony Richardson can stay healthy. They're going to sign Michael Pittman. Yeah. The Texans are really the only team that it seems like they're in, their goal is to improve. And, 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 and I'm not saying that that's not the goal of everyone, but it's like, it's a realistic goal. Jacksonville's trying to keep guys. Yeah. Texans are probably going to say goodbye to some guys. Mm -hmm. I think the Colts are in that, in that mode. The, when I talk about the Colts and the Titans have all these picks, like the Colts have uh, the number 15 pick and the number 46 pick overall. The Texans have 23 and 59. Uh, so the Colts will have two picks while the Texans have one in the, in the early going. I think the Colts are in that. The only reason I mention the Titans as like offense, defense, that kind of thing, is you got a new coach, and you know Amy Adams is going to want to you know kind of give him some things to, to get started on whatever you want to call it, a rebuild or retool uh, or whatever. Callahan – is an offensive guy that might be able to to do some things and might be ambitious, certainly more ambitious to, to, to get started sooner. That's the only reason I mention them. I don't think they're a real threat. I don't think the Jags are – well, they're a threat because they have talent, but I don't think they're on the Texans' level. I think the Colts are one to watch. And, and if they – all of a sudden, if the Colts end up getting – signing their guys back and getting like Brian Burns – they're not getting Brian Burns. He's getting tagged. I mean, someone like that. I mean, all of a sudden you're 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 kind of raising an eyebrow. There aren't too many like that, though. Uh, well, big time rush end. There's going to be some available, you know, or even Antoine Winfield Jr. The other one they've been mentioned with. He's getting tagged too. Maybe. Maybe they like get Grenard. Maybe they get Grenard. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. I think the Colts are one to watch, and 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 you you do you're not just doing it for defense. You're doing it because you want to make make your team you know, a contender, but that's an added benefit if you can help yourself and hurt the other teams in your division that have more money than you do. I saw the uh, the legend John McClain, our guy, uh, you can hear on Texans Radio. Um, he said this about the Texans offseason. He's, he's kind of been hot on this, but McClain said the following, uh, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Uh, that's a lot of underscores. Um, <laughs> quote, I don't see Nick Casario spending big bucks on a free agent. That hasn't been his style since he began the Texans rebuild in January of 2021. And I don't think it'll change. I think Casario will do everything he can to get the kind of players D'Amico Ryans wants. How is this year like the previous years with Nick Casario? One year, I think they had like $60 million in dead cap. Yeah. They've never had a quarterback. They've never had this much cap space. They've never really been in this situation. It's been a process over results uh, situation, which Casario has has said himself. I, I don't know how this – I don't know how we can look at anything that Nick Casario has done in previous off seasons and gather from it 
some sort of context clues that that's how he's going to function in the next few months as the Texans head towards training camp. I think uh, John McClain is missing an incredibly big point. I, I, I really think he's missing a huge point here. Not only have things changed drastically since 2021, and you just laid it out, but 2021 and 2022 were setting up this offseason. Like, you heard me talk about it consistently. Like, they're not, they hadn't even started their rebuild yet. They were trying to take care of the cap. They were trying to get contracts in here that they could move, along, move on from by 2023 and, and, and now entering 2024. Uh, the whole reason that they didn't spend like that is so they could spend this offseason. That's the whole reason they were doing those things. The only reason that they brought in, like, I, I disagree, like, vehemently with John McClain on this. Not only are things different, but they were different because they could be able, so they would be allowed and be able to do this. That's this like off-season. that's like someone getting out of college and opening a savings account, and you're you're putting this much aside, and then you, you reach a point and you say they're going to spend this way four years down the line. Yeah, based on what they've done the previous three. Yeah, like I don't I don't see any comparison. I don't know a damn thing about what Nick Casario is going to do. And that's exciting for me. Yeah. Because there's a lot of possibilities for him and the, and there's really no one right way. There's no one there's not one formula for how you can build a football team and what Nick Casario can do. But I don't know a damn thing about Nick Casario and, and what Nick Casario is or is not going to do based on what we've seen from from Nick Casario. Nothing. Yes, nothing. Yes. And 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 he's kind of keeping you guessing, which is a good thing. But like for McLean to say, you know. I don't see Nick Casario spending big bucks on a free agent. No, man. Because, but, but if you don't see that, that's fine. But not. But if it's based off of what he's his done, style, when is he what had he sixty put it. million dead cap. Yes, he didn't. Sp- he didn't spend big on a free agent. That that was the whole ambition when this was like the laughing stock of football. And David Culley and Lovey Smith were the head coach. Mm-hmm. He didn't spend big. When his quarterback was Tarod Taylor and Davis Mills, he didn't spin big. Yeah, and then that, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, McLean went on a big tear of, of tweets. Oh, about there was this. more on that. Yeah, and and this is the one that kind of not irked me, but I was like, nah, I you dis- look hurt. I disagree. You look hurt. I, I was irked disagreeing. All with these him. media people irking you, man. No, no, yeah, no. He's, 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 he's he know he gets it. He's good. Lopez I'm not bothered. These media about, people. I'm talking about just his opinion here. Now tell me how. Tell me Who's how. Who's Lopez's favorite TV character of all time? Who? Steve Urkel. <laughs> Okay, well, tell me how this hits you. He said they have more than 30 expiring contracts, so there's going to be a lot of turnover with the Texans. This is what irked me. Casario's first priority will be to reward the players that help the Texans finish 10-7. and I mean, that's admirable, but when you have 30 expiring contracts and you're trying to get to another level, yeah, you might reward some that helped you get there, but what do they always say? This is a business, man. You thank them for their service, and you and you reach another level, and you, you and you sign players that can help you get to another level. I mean, the, the players know that. You know, this isn't like they ain't about to run this back. No, <laughs> let's let's run it back. We got thirty expiring contracts. Like let's uh, let's reward the players that got us here. I mean, it's harsh, but no, <laughs> you reward the ones you think that can get help you get to another level. But you let some of those contracts expire, and you bring Thanks in for your service, and you bring yes, you just salute, you know, thank you, and then you bring in Mike Evans and, and Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon Barkley is for me; he's number one on my list. I, th- I think that would be the most exciting thing. Filling in the defense, 
uh, accordingly. And I think whatever you do in free agency, you can do the opposite in the draft. But Saquon Barkley for me is the most impactful thing. And it's it's not like a big money thing either. It doesn't really stop you from doing anything else. Uh, No. Uh, you know, that's why I mentioned like the Colts, that they can sign their own guys and, and sign some other players. So if they can and you're in the same boat when it comes to money, why not? Why not? What is Cal going to do now? Like, what is Cal's role in this whole thing? I think Cal and Hannah, uh, they are a team, and, and, and that's what's making things work. I think they recognize this. I mean, they, 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 I think they recognize. They also know the plan, all right? And so all those, all those years in 2021 and 2020 when I was say, sitting here saying and we were talking about they haven't even started to rebuild yet. They're setting up, you know, the, the future. Lovey Smith is not going to be the coach. David Culley is an empty suit. All those, all that time that we were saying that, Cal and Hannah were actually, they, they knew the plan. They knew whether it was Cal, uh, excuse me, Nick Casero telling them, no, this is why we're doing this. Because in 2023, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then in 2024, we're going to have this much money. So I think the fact that they know what the plan was and that, that now they it's come to fruition probably faster than anybody thought and they have the money, I think they're willing. I think they're willing to just maybe not rubber stamp, but approve most of those decisions that, that Nick and, and D'Amico I made. I think it's free reign. I don't even think I think it's I think it's do and then tell. From Nick? From Nick, D'Amico, all of them. I think yeah. it's do and then tell. This is what think- we're thinking we're gonna do. Sure. <laughs> I think sure. Cal, I think Cal and Hannah last year might have had a little bit of opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like in the coaching search, yeah. But I, I think the the trust has been earned, I, and I think there needed to be healthy skepticism. I mean, you were coming off the mm-hmm. the whole disaster that was the POS and yeah. all that. Like you, you had to be checked a little bit. But I think I think at this point, it's just kind of like, hey, y'all do y'all's thing. I like, I don't think and this is probably what they want. Like you think Cal Cal is sitting there saying, hey, we really need to get Josh Jacobs. I know you guys want Saquon, but we want Josh Jacobs. Yeah, no, he didn't care. No, he doesn't care. I mean, he cares, but he trusts. Well, you just hit on what I was going to say. Like, they've earned that trust from them. You know? Yeah, in a short time. They have earned the trust of, okay, look what you, look what these guys did uh, in, in year one of the rebuild, which really is that that's what it was. Uh, this past season was year one of the rebuild. Let's just trust them. The, the Casario angle, I wonder, like, there's – I wonder what the give, take – stock all that is now like when these guys get in a room oh yeah oh no there's no no more feeling out period yeah yeah so does like let's say D'Amico had this much pull last year does his pull increase now uh does mm-hmm. Casario see it and want to get in the mix does it stay the same it's obviously fluid so it changes yeah like I would envision that Bobby Slowick has a little bit more say in stuff now Last year oh, he yeah. hadn't proven himself. Oh, so yeah. I mean, if Bobby Slowick is saying something last year, I'm sure you, I'm sure you, you take it into account. Yeah, he's obviously overseeing the offense, but I, I would say now his, you got to think Bobby Slowick's word holds a little bit more stock now than it did last year. Yeah, because I think uh, Slowick was the one that really, really was pushing for CJ, uh, and that how did that work out? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it worked out all right, and I also think. D'Amico and Nick Casario, that they they were trying to see what each one was about, and now they know what each one is about, and I think they can just have a regular, honest discussion. You know, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig, with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio, 
610. Do you think that D'Amico Ryans or CJ Stroud are the most important thing when it comes to maximizing potential free agents. Sean where, Pendergast, where did I hear this before? Sean Pendergast tried to ask this question this morning. There was a little meat left on the bone. So at 12.35, we're going to take a... We're going to eat Sean's meat. We're going to eat the meat that Sean left paws yeah. on the bone. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. I kind of like this idea. So we're going to do that. I like this. Yeah. Here was Sean's first attempt at getting this off. First attempt. This was it. Yeah, there were two. This was his attempt at getting this topic out. I want you guys to play along. I want you guys to be ready to uh, to answer this. This was the first attempt. D'Amico, with his pixie dust, can yeah. take maybe above average defensive linemen and make them great. Average defensive linemen make them above average, and so forth. CJ on the other side, we'll call it the Stroud spell, and I maybe the sample size is too small, but boy, he sure turned Nico Collins or helped. Turn Nico Collins into something. Boy, Tank Dell and CJ sure look like they have something special. You know, is CJ the type of guy where you go, okay, well, do we need to go get Mike Evans? I mean, he he could be a guy that, like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and others, raises the level of guys around him. So as you're attacking free agency, is there a certain one that raises the level that you would favor? Into like, would would you would you be more likely to say, okay, let's get CJ weapons because D'Amico, the D'Amico dust works, or do you go get defensive guys because CJ's a raise the level guy? Yeah, yeah. I guess well the other the other factor of that and sorry I thought that I thought where you're going to go with it is in the okay I was thinking like all right which when it comes to impact free agency players the prove it guys are the best what I don't know what that's a great question though what yeah well I, I want to play I, yeah, I want to answer yeah that. I want to answer that I want to answer Sean's Sean's question yeah let's do the second attempt though this was the second attempt to get this one off um. The D'Amico Magic Dust or the C.J. Stroud appeal? Let me give you from this perspective. If you're Nick Casario. Let me try this again. And yeah. you go, okay, I've got X amount of dollars to spend here. I want to make a splash. Do I do it at skill positions where I feel like, I don't know, C.J. might be, I don't know that I need to go splurging at skill positions. C.J. can raise the level of guys. Or do I look at the defense and go, I don't know, man. Like, D'Amico can make average guys look a whole lot better. Like, if, if I'm Nick... How does that prism affect, you know, like how, how does that affect your spending if you're Nick? Are you more likely to just trust the D'Amico dust or more likely to trust what CJ does when it comes to making splurges and going and getting guys? That makes sense? I think, um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Which is more gonna... powerful, the D'Amico dust or the CJ spell? Uh, I <laughs> Okay. The, the CJ spell, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, the CJ spell. Okay. I, yeah, if you're gonna go for, um, I mean, I just argued against like spending on free agency yeah. with the with the offensive players. So now I'm kind of committed to just drafting offensive players gotcha. and getting your getting your guys in free agency gotcha. defensively. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, yeah. As far as uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a. Uh, Wednesday. I've forgotten the day. Um, one day. person, one of our listeners says defense, oh, like oh, the Chiefs defense for the Super Bowl. Maybe a shutdown corner, interior lineman. Only issue is not many marquee corners out there. Sean was so shook Except that he both didn't the marquee get this, corners he, for the We got you. Out he there. forgot the day. Um, one of them will Sean, likely get. we got McDuffie you, Sean. is a free agent, right? We're here for you. We got uh, you. We're here for you, yeah, we got you. We got you. We will answer that I like that topic. We'll answer that at 1235. I think it's excellent. Yeah. Sean's meet coming up at 1235. Okay. 
Coming up next, lunchtime confessions here on In the Loop. Someone got celebrated yesterday. Was it a little too much? We'll discuss next. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports. We're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. So this has been getting a little run here in the last 15 minutes. Uh, I think Bloomberg reporting that Tillman Fertitta is in discussions with the NHL about bringing uh, an NHL team to Houston. This is my confession. It's, it's the news that we need to share. Be careful with that. I'd love to see it. You and I would love to see it. Uh, we certainly would go to games. It's the NHL. Man, be careful with an NHL team. It's not always – I mean, look what's happening around the league. There's some teams that are already relocating. They've talked about, was it Arizona coming to Houston or whatever? Uh, in this state, I know it's a transient city, and a lot of people from out of Houston that have, have moved here, and they would probably be, be tough. It, it's tough. It's tough, man. Be careful with that, Tillman. You don't need my advice, but be careful. Matthew Slater retired yesterday from the Patriots, mm-hmm. longtime special teamer. I mean, you would have thought Tom Brady retired. I mean, I like his work. Yeah. Nice job as an all pro. You're on a big scale, so your special teams gets magnified. If Matthew Slater's a Hall of Famer, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be, I think he probably should be, I think we need to start considering assistant coaches. Like really, really good coordinators. Because if we're gonna if we're gonna let Gunners get in this get into yeah. the Hall of Fame, then I I think we need to start looking at assistant coaches, like longtime really good assistant coaches and other layers of. Pace. I've always believed that. I think we've talked about it occasionally here. Uh, Wade Phillips should be in the Hall of Fame as an assistant coach, flat out. Romeo Romeo should be in the Hall of Fame as an assistant, flat out. Totally agree with you. 100% agree with you. All right, so this is getting uh, some run on the internet because JJ was tweeting about it. I saw Clint was talking about it yesterday, so maybe he he saw someone else tweet about it. But this unsubscribe thing from emails and texts, there are few things I hate more than getting that email and trying to figure out how the hell you can unsubscribe. They put it in the finest print. It's it's not at the bottom all the time. It's kind of mixed into a, some other information on the uh, on the email. And then I realized this uh, the hard way. Like it'll say, respond, quote, end, quote, if you, uh, if you want to opt out. In other words, the letter N as in Nancy. But if you don't put the quotation marks in there, you haven't opted opted out. Like you literally, like when it says respond to N, you think it's just saying the letter N. No, you have to put the quotation marks in there. This whole little. That's a trick. Yeah, all these stupid little tricks that they add. You should just be able to have at the top of an email, unsubscribe and boom, you're done. Sometimes you got to put your your email, email in. in. You got to go to the website. Yeah. And you got to go to the website. And I'm Explain thinking, to us why you want to unsubscribe. Yes. And I'm afraid when I put my email in that it's going to subscribe me to other stuff. 
like this whole unsubscribe thing, it's 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 the dumbest thing ever, and there are a few things I hate more. Watch this. These are my confessions. All right, so I'm actually pretty impressed. I want to give the NBA some credit. Okay. Like I, I want to give them a lot of credit because when's the election? Is is there November? A, there's an election coming up. I think in November, the who whichever candidate, whichever side, I think they need to hire the NBA because the NBA right now is executing one of the biggest political tricks that is just textbook, and I, and and both parties have used it. I'm listening. It's putting the wool over the eyes of the reality of a situation. Right now, there are morons around the country arguing about, and I saw this all over my timeline, and I was just like, dude, why are y'all doing this? Trying to fix the NBA All-Star game. This is how we fix All-Star weekend. How about trying to fix the league? Mm -hmm. The fact that the NBA, because of a crappy All-Star game, has been able to Take away from the fact that the league is dying, the ratings are dying, the players don't care anymore. The fact that now people are saying, how do we fix the All-Star game instead of saying, how do we fix this league? Yeah. Any politician would kill to have that perfect of an execution of putting the wool over the ice. Yeah, it's like a shell game almost. You know, they're saying, look over here, or actually more like a bait and switch, uh, and doing it. No, I, I said it the other day. It's dead. I mean, the All-Star Weekend is dead, and the NBA is not far behind. I mean, it's just not. Watch this. These are my confessions. So, like a dummy, I got into a Twitter spat this morning, and I avoid those. You know, I'm, I'm not into that too much. I'll, I'll say what I think. Who'd you get in a spat with? But the back and forth, some dude. Like, <laughs> some dude. I'm, I'm regretting it. That's part of the confession. The other part of the confession is this dude was, I was talking about how you can get, actually, I think Sports Radio 610 or Figgy posted the conversation I had that you've heard on the on the that we had uh, on the promos as well. Like you can get both guys, and some guys said you know Mike Evans and all that, and some guy responded, and most people were fine, but you always respond to the dummies that, that do stuff like this, like well who's gonna play the slot, and I went into the whole thing of like Mike Evans played 25 percent in the slot last year. Hank Dell played 25% in the slot last year. The days of a slot receiver are gone. This isn't the 90s anymore. People move around. Offenses are complex. I did the whole thing, okay? And I just, I regret that I get into this whole conversation of like, and then he ended with the obligatory LOA, LOL, mm K, a bunch of M's and a K. Oh, Lord. I was like, this freaking you got him K'd, huh? Uh, I got him K'd. I got him K'd. The, and, and by the way, that's just another point. Like, I don't care who's played the slot. Someone will. Oh, uh, no. Like, then he, oh, he actually said this too. Ask Bill Belichick. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where can I look at this? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I got sucked in. And I normally avoid that, but I got sucked in. Ooh. <laughs> I got him K'd, Figgy. Man. <laughs> I hate these position designations and people that are living in the 90s, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. You're actually looking for it. <laughs> you let this guy get you? I know. I don't know what triggered me. I know. I normally ignore all that nonsense. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Watch this. These are my confessions. So, 
what happened with the, I guess Beyonce is the first ever African-American woman to be at the top of the uh, country billboard, mm -hmm. uh, top number one or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where are these straw man takes coming from where people are just like up in arms and pissed off? I I'm sure there's some people online that are, that are angry about it or something, but are people really that upset? I just think they're hesitant about it. First of all, the song wasn't good. It wasn't? It wasn't good. Mm -hmm. Second of all, this happens, man. Like when people branch like when people branch into hip hop, they immediately get jumped on in hip hop, right? Like yeah. that that kind of happens. Random country song? What, what what why do people have to be upset about it? Why this? is it an issue? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. what 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 like what's bad about it? I don't know, but like yeah. even in even in country there's like some people who are like, man, screw Kenny Chesney. He's too Nashville-y. Yeah, they get a little bit too. There's like a little bit of like a thing that my confession is the Beyonce straw man country music takes amuse me a little bit. I'm looking at it too right now. She made history. So why, why is that? Yeah, good for her. Yeah, what what's the issue? What's the problem? That ain't real country music. Yeah. Hey, that is a hot take That's, about a lot of some of the biggest stars in country. Hell, Taylor Swift started out in country. Yeah, and that wasn't real country. I mm -hmm. guess not. Was it not, Figgy? I mean, that's what they always say. I'm not the country music expert, yeah. but they always say, oh, that's pop. That yeah. ain't country music. I got one more. Watch this. These are my confessions. I, it's very rare that I'm just um, minding my own business and I hear a song, in this case a beat, that I went, oh, I got to get me that. I figured you have it. I mean, I, I, you were playing it. I think you were just scrolling, or maybe you looked, hit the Quan, man. Yeah, Saquon Barkley hit and the Quan. I immediately went to uh, Spotify and downloaded. I mean, that, that, that's that's the sign of an awesome song. I gotta hear it on the way home. Hit the Quan. Yeah. yeah, you were into that. Yeah, I was into it's it. Gonna be your new jam. I was getting jiggy. <laughs> you gotta ruin everything. <laughs> I was yeah. getting jiggy. Yeah. I was. Yeah. You gotta wait for the hook. The beat. I'm in. Can't wait for the drive home. All right. Sean's meat. He left some meat on the bone, man. Okay. Tried to throw out a topic today. Kind of got matumboed. But have no fear, Sean. Your boys from In the Loop are here next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right. Sean's meat. Sean Pendergast. Little meat on the bone. I thought he posed a nice question. I don't think it went according to plan. This was the uh, first attempt at the uh, in the loop. Sean's meat question of the day. Um, that I I was intrigued by. Some mm -hmm. were not. Here was the first crack at it. D'Amico with his pixie dust can yeah. take maybe above average defensive linemen and make them great. Average offensive linemen make them above average and so forth. CJ on the other side, we'll call it the Stroud spell, and I, maybe the sample size is too small, but boy, he sure turned Nico Collins or helped turn Nico Collins into something. Boy, Tank Dell and CJ sure look like they have something special. You know, is CJ the type of guy where you go, okay, well, do we need to go get Mike Evans? I mean, he he could be a guy that, like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and others, raises the level of guys around him. So as you're attacking free agency, is there a certain one that raises the level that you would favor? Into like, would would you would you be more likely to say, okay, let's get CJ weapons because D'Amico, the D'Amico dust works, or do you go get defensive guys because CJ's a raise the level guy? Yeah, yeah. 
I guess. Well, the other the other factor of that, and sorry, I thought that, I thought where you're going to go with it is in the. Okay, I was thinking like, all right, which when it comes to impact free agency players, the prove it guys are the best. Okay, that was attempt one. Yeah, let's let's get back on track. Let's get this because Sean, you can. It's tell, a great question. I like it. I want to answer it. You can tell Sean really wants this. Yeah, and he should. It's good. He wants it's this a, bad. It's a good topic. This is uh, this is the next attempt. At Sean, man, you know he would just put this out, and he was like, man, this is gold. It was gold. I think it's gold, too. Yeah. It seemed like he put some thought into it, too. Yeah. Here was attempt number two, Sean Pendergast trying to uh, trying to get this going. Let me give you from this perspective. If you're Nick Casario, yeah. and you go, okay, I've got X amount of dollars to spend here. I want to make a splash. Do I do it at skill positions where I feel like, I don't know, CJ might be, I don't know that I need to go splurging at skill positions. CJ can raise the level of guys. Or do I look at the defense and go, I don't know, man, like D'Amico can make average guys look a whole lot better. Like if, if I'm Nick, how does that prism affect, you know, like how, how does that affect your spending if you're Nick? Are you more likely to just trust the D'Amico dust or more likely to trust what CJ does when it comes to making splurges and going and getting guys? That makes sense? Yes. I think... Um... I, yeah, I, I thought. I, Which is more powerful, be, the D'Amico dust or the CJ spell? I'm so defeated. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, okay. The CJ spell, I guess. Um, I, yeah, the CJ spell. Okay. I, yeah, if you're gonna go for, um, I mean, I just argued against like spending on free agency yeah. with the with the offensive players. So now I'm kind of committed to just drafting. Offensive players gotcha. and getting your getting your guys in free agency gotcha. defensively. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, yeah, as far as uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a got to do the reset uh, Wednesday. Um, one person, one of our listeners says defense. Ooh, look the at the listener, Chiefs' yeah. defense for right, the Super Bowl. Maybe it. a shutdown corner. So let's let's ask this: which which is more valuable, the the D'Amico dust or, or or the CJ spell? Which one? Which one do you think is more valuable? Which causes you to lean potentially in the other direction when it comes to bringing yeah. guys in. First of all, I should have uh, trademarked uh, D'Amico Pixie Dust. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. This might surprise you. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the other side from you. I think it's D'Amico Dust. And, the, and the re- let me explain why. He can take mediocre, and has taken mediocre players. Not that CJ hasn't helped what was considered a mediocre receiving core. Uh, going into the year, we talked about it, maybe even below mediocre. But I think players elevate their game from the track record that they already have. Okay. You know, and he's done it in San Francisco as the head coach with with uh, with uh, Matt Burke, of course. The guys that have elevated their games to places they've never been in their career. And that's mediocre players. And you need those guys. Like, CJ's a star. Um, and he has his own version of, of pixie dust. What do you call it? The spell, the CJ spell, um, that, that is really strong. And it, I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but as great as he is, I think it still all emanates from D'Amico, you know, even a little bit on the offensive side. I would, I would say, I, I would, I would kind of cop out and say both. Yeah. I, I think it can work both ways. I would say that D'Amico Pixie Dust. Someone brings up a good point on the text line. Did it did it work with Jalen Petrie? Well, that's something that we may talk about tomorrow. Yeah, like did it really work with Jalen Petrie? Did it well here's the thing. The fact that it didn't work with Jalen Petrie 
but worked with a number of other players, that might be more of an indictment of Jalen Petrie. Like when you look at what Steven Nelson did, what Derek Stingley became, what Jimmy Ward did, even players like Desmond King and uh, Houston Carson and Kadar Holman, that's pixie dust. I think it's more of an indictment of, of Petrie than the pixie dust not working because it worked on all these other guys and it didn't work on Petrie. I want to get into that tomorrow. Let's hear that shot. Let's hear how it could have sounded. Play, play just Sean's part on the second part and let's get right into it. Let's pretend like he's setting us up. Okay. Right, you want to go first or me? Yeah, uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, let's pretend he's setting it up. Let me give you from this perspective. If you're Nick Casario yeah. and you go, okay, I've got X amount of dollars to spend here. I want to make a splash. Do I do it at skill positions where I feel like, I don't know, CJ might be, I don't know that I need to go splurging at skill positions. CJ can raise the level of guys. Or do I look at the defense and go, I don't know, man, like D'Amico can make average guys look a whole lot better. Like if, if I'm Nick, how does that prism affect, you know, like how, how does that affect your spending if you're Nick? Are you more likely to just trust the D'Amico dust or more likely to trust what CJ does when it comes to making splurges and going and getting That's guys? a damn good topic, Sean. That's a really good question. So for me, I, I would say it's kind of a balance. I think it receives with Nico and Tank, I don't think you necessarily have to swing for the fences. But at running back, yeah. CJ can't really make a running back better. The Texans can can play well, but CJ can't necessarily make a running back better. So I would say in that area, you got to go heavy. But I think D'Amico does need to get someone that he can take under his wing on his defense particularly in that front seven to, to put along with Will Anderson. But I think I think the good thing about this roster, uh, and to answer your uh, excellent question, like maybe indirectly, I, I think there's a balance of, of the two things. I, I don't know that you necessarily have to choose between either one. Well, Sean, I, I think I'm going to go with D'Amico. And the reason is he can make below mediocre players good. He can make good players great. He can make great players have career seasons. And that's just not... You know, that, that we've seen that time and again, whether it was San Francisco or wherever. And we saw it this past year. Now, that's not to say that C.J. Stroud is, is a chump and doesn't have his own, uh, you know, magic, uh, pixie dust, whatever you want to call, call it. But I think because he's so great, just automatically great quarterbacks make people around him better. D'Amico, but can you ask him to do too much? There is, right, like, there is the right, danger, Sean. Right. Like, Sean, that, back to that excellent question. There is danger like in Indianapolis. I felt like Indianapolis, you don't want to go too far one direction. And I think that's the yeah. that's the thing. You don't want to rely on Andrew Luck to get you to a certain point and then ignore and neglect what Andrew Luck may need. So I do think I, I, I do think that's you true. don't want to take too too much for granted what a quarterback can do. Yeah. But I still am gonna lean D'Amico because of what he can do collectively on the defense. I mean one word really swarm. He came in and he said swarm and probably in the first five minutes of his press conference. And they swarmed. They 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 bought into what he was doing on the defensive side. And I actually think that he he affects the offensive side as well, obviously, as the head coach. Uh and and helps those guys, even though he's not day to day helping the offensive players, I think he helps them just collectively with their mindset. Figgy, what are you going with? Do you do you like this question? I do. I do. I think it was a pretty easy question. Yeah, it's a good topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I great. like it. I'm Take a side, man. Appreciate you, Sean. Yeah, I will probably lean more on the CJ, uh, the, the spell dust, what he, whatever he said. Spell. CJ yeah, spell. Yeah, I will, I will lean more on that. The only thing is I do think they need to get a, a really good running back. 
Yeah. But I don't think they have to swing for the fences as far as like receivers and stuff like that. I think he could make a lot of average receivers way better than they really are. Yeah, and I mean I think I think over time like even in the even in the uh the muck of things, the investments have, are you're starting to realize, man, kind of invested a lot here like on the offense all the investments on the offense mm-hmm. was a long time ago but you invested a lot in Laramie Tunsil and they paid Laramie Tunsil uh you invested a lot in Titus Howard on top of a first round pick uh you invested in Kenyon Green so you you've kind of like it's new with CJ Stroud but you're hoping to start to get like some return on investments there yes and I think with CJ Stroud like he helped you know and, and Sean mentioned Nico Clearly, Nico had the best year, year that he's had. Uh, Noah Brown had his moments. Uh, other players had their moments. Um, but didn't help the run game, you know, until Devin Singletary got in there. So I think, I, I think uh, I'd think i lean the other way. Gosh, I was so disappointed, man. Hey, it wasn't all for nothing, though, man. We got your back. We got it. It's a great topic. We got your back. Text line 281. I'm with Figgy. No need to invest in Evans, the 281. I'm saying CJ. He made Noah Brown a stud when he was healthy, and Nico was a superstar. The 346. We have to get dudes on defense. CJ, Tank, Nico plus great defense is, oh, he said it, Super Bowl. There you go. I do think they need to update a little bit of the uh, receiver position, but I wouldn't be mad if they miss out on Mike Evans. They do need an upgrade they, from Noah they, Brown. and They do need an upgrade, yes. Yeah, they need to see if somebody can take over for um, uh, Mechie. But I wouldn't be pissed if they didn't if they missed out on Mike no. Evans. Text line, 713. This always happens after the Super Bowl. You start to kind of compare yourself to that squad. Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of Mahomes and Chris Jones. We have our Mahomes. We need our Chris Jones. Could that be Will Anderson? Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. Yes? No. Yeah. But you absolutely. could also get a, a Chris Jones type of person because, you know, you got the money to do it while Will Anderson is on the rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a fun time, man. You really don't have to. The crazy thing about this offseason, this is not going to be the case. You really don't have to pick one side or the other. Like, it's like. Isn't that great? Yeah. But eventually, like, we're going to get to a point three years down the line where it's like, well, we got to let this guy go, or we got to let that right, guy go, or right. we got to do this. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're sitting here yeah. going, who's more awesome, D'Amico or CJ? Yeah. I don't care. Whatever yeah. you say. Where do we want to spend all this money? <laughs> yeah. What about these other players? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's a unique offseason. All offseasons are different. This mm-hmm. one is fun. Shout out to Sean Pendergast for the uh, great uh, CJ D'Amico question. We appreciate yeah. it. It's got us a uh, little bit of that Sean meat. Coming up next... Around the NFL. What? Say it. Around the NFL. Pause. <laughs> Where does this notion that gets thrown out this time of the year, where does it come from? Plus, C.J. Stroud's frenemy gets called out. It's next. Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Saquon Barkley now following Tank Dell and Brevin Jordan on Instagram. This is uh, the world we're living in. I know you're uh, very hot and bothered by a lot of things going on in this world, John, when it comes to media, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Does the Instagram following bother you? A little bit. 
but not as much as some of the other things. I just think it's it's the world we live in, and we have to react to it, even if it's a little silly. C.J. Stroud's frenemy, Micah Parsons. Micah got the best of him in that uh, in that All Star game. Mm-hmm. MVP. They went back and forth before. Bart Scotts of Get Up called out Micah Parsons. This is what it sounded like when Bart Scott, the former Jet, called out C.J. Stroud's frenemy. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media. Quit tweeting. Quit talking about responding. And go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lawrence said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league. Yeah, you know what? It, we all say like well, maybe it's generational. This young generation, but Bart Scott and 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 you uh, and Figgy, you're not that much older than than some of these guys. I mean, it's like the gap between that generation and even yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, is the enormous. And the thirty twos is huge. It's, it's enormous. bigger than it's ever been. I mean, a lot's gone on, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot's gone on. Like you go back to, I was watching like a documentary the other day, and I think their their prime was like. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, and so, social media really wasn't around back then. Yeah, we were trending on Yahoo or something. It was like, oh, five. And it's like, it's okay, like now you go to like 16 or <laughs> yeah. something. Like, so so the 10-year the gap is bigger than it's been. For the, at the risk of getting hit with a race car, and I'm, I'm willing to throw the chips on the table and say this, mm-hmm. I feel like Bart Scott sounds a lot like the St. Brown's dad. Oh, Amon Ra? Amon Ra and uh, his brother, I feel like he sounds a lot like their dad. Play the beginning of the Bart Scott, and then let's hear. He was a two-time, two-time Mr. Uh, Universe. Um, he was on Hard Knocks teaching them how to lift weights. Tell me Bart Scott doesn't sound like him. I'm talking on that defensive side because that's who didn't show up. Like, I don't expect Dak to get in defensive players' face and say not today. If you're going to be that generational player, if you're going to be that Lawrence Taylor player, like, listen, I played around great players that, yo, Michael right. Parsons now is supposed Brown. to be that. Brown, At home. I'm dad. But in here, I'm the trainer. No offense to the other people, but a lot of people come to the gym doing push downs like this. My mom does that. You're not gonna get big unless you do that. Look, I know bit. I'm a father. I think a little I'm bit. I'm freaking Mr. Universe two times. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to right. this stuff here. Tad? Coaches always ask me, well, how do you do that? I'm like, Titty Tad, maybe? A little bit. Guys. Just a bit. You gotta train your whole body. Kevin Durant, these guys. Messer's Achilles. You think CJ took that loss hard with Mike, or you think he just tried to play it cool? Oh no, he took it hard. I mean, come on, let's put your, ourselves in that position. Well, they tried to they tried to say that at first that CJ's um, squad was stacked with Stephen I, it A. It looked like it would be. Yeah, but I mean, Meta World Feast could barely get up the court, man. Yeah. yeah. This is true. That wasn't Meta World Peace. Yeah, it was Meta World Feast. <laughs> See what you did there. I thought they were. They were. I thought they were the better team. But you, a lot of these guys, you don't even know what they, they were talking smack. Though. They, CJ was trying to play it cool. Yeah. See, after after they were, they went at each other, they was it was on, and that's why we were talking about man, Obi doesn't get hurt. Uh, yeah. He he took that loss hard, like real hard. Hopefully, Amber Rose made it better. Allegedly, <laughs> this was Cameron and Mace. They weighed in on the Amber Rose situation. This was their reaction to the notion that Amber Rose, she needed a ride to her hotel. Don't know what Houston hotel it was, but 
She got left. Her sprinter van left. She needed the Texans quarterback to get her to her destination. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's actually the new wave. That's the new wave. It used to be guys um, dating um, younger women. Now it's older women dating younger guys. It seemed like it's the wave. It's still the same wave because young bitches be on old too. I be batting them joints away like bees, man. Back up, little girl. Leave me alone. I'm not what you want. I'll ruin your life, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, this situation is concerned. Amber Rose is my homegirl. I ain't got nothing bad to say about her, but I'll say this. You got to know when laying on you. It's a hundred ways, and shout out to Amber, that's that's home. But it's two billion ways Amber Rose could have got back to her hotel. <laughs> CJ Stroud was the last ride to the hotel. Word. <laughs> that, that was the last one. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for CJ, I, yo, if it wasn't for CJ, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. So... He said two billion. I didn't catch that the first couple of times. I knew he was saying there's a bunch, a bunch of ways that she can get back there. Two billion. Uh, yeah, and that, that, that's where I, I land on it. I mean, it's it wasn't a coincidence. It might have been harmless, you know, and and everybody went on their their own ways, but it wasn't a coincidence. This was the Eskimo Bro theory by Cameron and Mace, in which young men like C.J. Stroud. And people in the industry, they're not necessarily attracted to the woman. They're attracted to who the woman has been with. Here's that theory. Ain't nobody out there virgins and nothing like that, neither. I was in a public relationship before, and you may not even know Shorty's name. Be like, yo, I'm with, I'm with so-and-so. Now nah, you don't know Shorty that she used to with murder. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even be really impressed with the girl be more impressed with who she used to be with yeah more than being impressed with who she is oh nah she was with yeah you know that you know <laughs> you know <laughs> know who you talking about and then you'd be like you say her last boyfriend you like we know who these females are now because they became great uh television stars or reality show stars the real housewives of this or the basketball wives of that forget how you originally got there <laughs> Oh, yo, yo, that's Kenny Anderson next joint. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's who that is. <laughs> yo, who that? Oh, she's a realtor. Where is she a realtor? Oh, what else? Oh, no, she she got her own uh, she got her own hair salon. Oh, where? I never heard of her. That's you, oh, know. you know. You might know her because that, that's Patrick Ewing's ex-wife. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Patrick Ewing's <laughs> ex-wife. You imagine dating a girl that dated no. Patrick Ewing before? <clears throat> no. I Man. Cannot. How much do you think Patrick Ewing sweats during sex? Oh my gosh! I mean, he sweated more than any other NBA player during uh, during warmups. Like during warmups, Patrick Ewing sweated more than Michael Jordan did over the course of an entire game. And I know there's a lot of people laughing, but dead serious. How much do you think Patrick Ewing sweats during sex? They probably these have, are the only the conversations we can have. They probably have to change the sheets halfway through. <laughs> like he's not done yet. Still got to change the sheets. It's all like. A- and then how he used to run, like he's yeah. just—I don't want to get too much in detail, but man, yeah. I used to, he used to jerk the arms when he'd run. Uh, Remember how he used to like just always like, man, you imagine how much he's jerking the arms in uh, other situations. Uh, yeah, you seen him mow a lawn? 
had the biggest nostrils I've ever seen in my life. Dude, Patrick Ewing, like his, like the nostrils, they look like you could put a quarter in each one. Dude, he had that perfect, like, and, yeah. and, he, and he's like a seven footer who had like the perfect. Oh yeah, finish. I had that finish on his shot. Man, Patrick yeah. Ewing, dude. He, was, I got, I was at a game one time, and Patrick Ewing. This is when we used to run around the court, me and mm-hmm. Harp. Mm-hmm. Got his sweatbands. You did. Dude, they didn't drive for four days. <laughs> I bet they didn't. And this was when he was on the Sonics. Yeah. This isn't like he, when he was with the Knicks playing 40-plus minutes. This was when he was with the damn Doesn't Sonics and barely matter. playing. Mm-mm. I forgot he was on the Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> it was a sad sight. <laughs> I bet it was. It was a sad sight. But you know what Patrick Ewing did have? Mm. The hose, man. Big time. No, after the games, Patrick, no, big Ewing, time. Patrick Ewing had... Like he looked like the Godfather in the WWF. Yeah, which goes back to this point of like the whole con- I, the whole concept that I can't it doesn't register with me. I get it, I understand it, I know the history. Hell, even the Kardashians, they they weren't anything until after uh, Kim Kim did her deal, the sex tape. Yeah, they didn't have any shows. They were just rich girls. Did you watch that? I think I did. I don't remember, but I think I I, I have to have right. I think I, I'm sure I did. Um. But like they weren't, they got the reality show because of that. So I get it. It just doesn't resonate. Someone on the text line says, "Landry, please, I just threw up. Sorry, I was thinking about it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, like you can't tell me." Uh, Two eight one says, "Like the pilot from the movie Airplane." Yeah. <laughs> Eight three two. He has to call a thirty second timeout. Yeah. Here's the final piece of wisdom and the po- final piece of advice. And by the way, when the internet goes nuts. Mace and Cameron, they're going to have an alleged Cougar ranking mm-hmm. between Jalen Green's alleged Cougar, Drea Michelle, and Amber Rose, the Cougar who C.J. Stroud gave a ride to. First, though, here's a final piece of wisdom from them on their It Is What It Is podcast. Both of these are my guys, but you know Kanye and Wiz uh, dated Amber Rose. So when you got C.J. Stroud, I'm not saying he don't like Amber Rose. And also 21 Savage dated her too. I'm not saying he don't like Amber Rose. But he's young when this happens. He's, a, you know, just seven years ago. You got to realize because he's a great NFL quarterback now. Yeah, he may have been 15 years old when this happened. So he's like, oh, I got Wiz. I'm with Wiz's ex. I'm with Kanye ex. I remember being in 10th grade looking at this. A lot of people, it, between the ages of 9 and 20, 23, 24, it's like four different lives. What you're doing at 20 and 21, you wasn't doing when you were 16. It's, this, that's a lot of different phases between them ages. When you're 15 years old and see, and then you can offer to take uh, Wiz's child's mother, Kanye's ex-girlfriend, home for a ride yeah and 21 and, and whoever else we don't know and, but that's when i'm yo i just dropped amber off and somebody gotta say yo see cj you know you know you know you know you that the f-ing, the quarterback for the houston texans right oh yeah yeah i'm somebody too yeah i'm just saying i'm <laughs> you know just what saying CJ Stroud, look, good luck, good luck. Be careful, though. What I say is, and this is not nothing to do with Amber or CJ Stroud, but listen, them Cougars is vicious, baby. <laughs> Be careful. And you are way too, in, too into Patrick Ewing talk on the text line. That's all that's going man. on. <laughs> um, I think that's some good advice, man. Realize who you are. Yeah. And Realize who you are. And then what she's doing. Yeah. 
uh, because, hey, all due respect, maybe she's falling in love. Doubt it. But uh, maybe she's falling Figgy's, in love. Figgy's throwing out the possibility they might be a real couple. Well, I mean, and Figgy's I'm being just, open to it. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't be shocked if I, I would. Say, really? If they're a couple? I'm a date. I'm just looking at all these young cats out here just yeah. going after these older chicks. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. That's like mm-hmm. the new wave, like him and then was saying. That's like the new wave now. Yeah. So it wouldn't even shock me. He can find some other older chicks, that, man. And, and that's, well, yeah. But, but see, that my point is, he could probably get anybody he wants. Yeah. But he wants to be Eskimo bros with Kanye. I don't get it. But I understand yeah. it, but I don't get it. He could have got somebody that was low key. Yeah. That looks like low key is her. not the same. No, but the one night thing's fine. Sure. Figgy's taking it to another level. Uh, it's a relationship. Hey, yeah, Figgy's taking it to hey, another level. You've been keeping up with these athletes and who they've been <laughs> messing around with. Like who? it's bad out here, man. Like a who? lot of a lot of these like NBA players are messing with older chicks. That that's as a story as old as time. Like uh, I but, think, uh, but that's more like bragging rights though. Now, see, that's the part for I don't them understand. or for. I yeah. guess for them. Yeah. For who? I guess the athletes. Well, like what he because said. Because they had no shame in their game. Yeah. It's because if it was like a hit and quit it, you, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. We Is probably it like, wouldn't even know. I, not to get too, like, you know, psychological here or anything. Oh, Lord. But isn't it like, I guess what, even, no, no, even, even they were saying it, Cameron and Mace. Like, it's kind of like a validation. Hey, man, I'm with Kanye's girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm with, yeah. you know, it's a validation. That's, that's yeah. kind of like the players yeah. messing around with, like, a yeah. porn star. Yeah. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, if you want to get like technical about it, is is he just looking for the validation? If it isn't, in fact, yeah, the case? he might not even be looking for that. Yeah, yeah, he might not. I don't think Wiz Khalifa would be a crazy baby daddy. Like, uh, nah, he'd be cool. Yeah, they seem cool. He's pretty. I mature. actually forget that that's her baby daddy. Dude, they were like in love, man. Yeah, yeah. it was a good like, Is she the, is he the one love. that is he the one that she ruined? Nah. nah. Who did she ruin? She ruined somebody. Uh, Twenty One Savage. Okay, that's it. What happened? I mean, he got better. Yeah, after. I, I wouldn't mean, say she, he elevated his he career, just, but he he changed. He he was pretty pathetic. That was a yeah. That was a weird moment. He for was him, pretty man. pathetic. Yeah. But yeah, it does seem like people elevate their play. Maybe CJ's MVP. Maybe I need to go cash an MVP mm-hmm. vote for CJ. <laughs> a couple of uh, people are saying he's going to be in the MVP conversation next year. It's not exactly a stretch, but uh, trying to remember. Like an ESPN, one of the ESPN people uh, put him on the top of his list. Someone's saying CJ's the next Magic Johnson. Cross sport reference? LA style. Yeah. Like, oh, that. <laughs> Where are you at? I was, I was thinking about? MVP. Thinking? No, I was. I had just mentioned thinking about on the court. Yeah, uh, who's I, Kareem? I had just mentioned MVP, so I was still in that mode. He could no, pass like God, magic. No, God, he could no. pass like magic. Well, he could pass like magic. <laughs> L.A. Yeah, Magic. I don't. I don't want any part of that discussion. <laughs> I don't want any part of that discussion. Why? Cause it's gross. You think magic, I don't want him to retire early? You think magic either. really was sick. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't. I know. You've talked about it. No, that. I just, I mean, I don't know. It's kinda, no, you said it. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> you actually have said it. <laughs> it's kind of weird, man. Yeah. NBA puts him out there in the All-Star game. Yeah. He has to retire 
But, hey, he got voted in the All-Star game, so we're just going to put him out there. And then he's throwing up those threes. Kissing Isaiah Thomas on the lips. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you want to talk about a brave dude. <laughs> so the NBA just said, ask her, let's go. Come on down, Magic. He let's had, play. He, he, he was at the cutting edge of uh, treatment. Okay. He was. No, I get it. Yeah, he was. No, he, had it, he had it going on. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. What um, was the worst look? This is a great question from the text board. Forget what happened and how we know Deshaun ended up. But what was the worst look? Deshaun Watson playing Nerf basketball with Mia Khalifa or, or C.J. Stroud giving Amber Rose a ride home? Oh, God. A ride to the hotel. Just appearances. Appearances, Deshaun, because yeah. here's my thing. He was at her apartment. You knew he was there. And he was in the, He was in what was supposed to be the safety of her home. Yeah. You knew why he was there. She knew why he was there. And either you didn't lay it down good enough yeah. or you didn't develop enough of a trust to where she didn't realize that it was stupid to put yeah. a video of y'all playing basketball with you in a maid outfit out there. <laughs> So Deshaun didn't even keep it under wraps. Yeah. CJ was at least at a celebrity all-star game, mm-hmm. and there's at least like some sort of like, okay, they actually like met up. But me, and also Mia Khalifa's trash. Yeah. She's absolute trash. She'll tell you that. Yeah. She well, says it on her own. And now yeah. she's like in like, I don't even know. She's going viral for something I don't even know about like yeah. every other day. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Mia Khalifa's way worse. Yeah, I think it's way worse too because even with CJ – all they, all we seen was they get in the car, and yeah. if Amber didn't say anything, we probably just assumed they just, you know, went out for a drink or something. But yeah. she, I think she kind of made it worse by saying he dropped me off at the hotel. But with the Deshaun, you seen the visual. Well, the thing with Deshaun, <laughs> so for you, me, like he will be a lame ass dude if he didn't do anything. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like like with Deshaun, you knew he was in her place. With CJ, you just knew he took her to the hotel. Now there might have been more, it might not have been, but you knew Deshaun was there, and she, she was and she said, and she said it was nothing. Yeah, and she and Mia Khalifa posted the video of you after. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday at Deshaun. You know he was flipping out. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Rose just hopped in the car. Come on, girl, I got this image. I got this good boy image. Yeah, man, we we should have we should have given that more thought. I, I said that yeah. yes, day before yesterday. Like that should have got a little more. We attention. underplayed that. You know he's horny. Yeah. I mean, he didn't go to a celebrity game and Mia Khalifa happened to be in it. Yeah. He slid in Mia Khalifa's DMs after he saw her. I don't know. What's what's the videos? The walking around a basketball court and then going and living on her fantasy, wearing the yeah. whatever on her head. She's got, I've heard she has a lot of videos, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny because if she never posted that, we would have never known. Exactly. Nope. Yeah. So she pretty much exposed them. Yeah. I wish I could have heard the dialogue when that went out. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Texans uh, signed uh, Marcus Haynes. Uh, he was a undrafted guy last year. Didn't even play in the regular season. Uh, this is just kind of a camp body. Uh, and the Ravens re-signed Nelson Aguilar to a uh, one-year $3.75 million deal. This could mean that Devin Duvernay is done as a Raven. They've kind of pushed him out of the offense. So two-time Pro Bowl punt returner could be on the market. I know Bobby Slowick likes to run reverses. Um, Frank Ross likes good return, man. Maybe that's a possibility. Uh, coming up next, the internet. 
goes absolutely nuts. Next. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Uh, the Patriots shouldn't draft a quarterback at number three overall. This is according to Matt Miller of ESPN. He says the roster isn't ready for a rookie QB uh, and would just set his development back. This is in Houston with the Hall of Fame left tackle. First of all, when's Larry Tunsil going to the Hall of Fame? He can't even be an all-pro. Um, love him, but damn. And solid supporting cast. This is closer to Carolina, and we saw how that worked out. Close quote. Yeah, I, I, I think that's revisionist history there. We were all saying, including ourselves, man, I don't know about this uh, this receiving core. Uh, you know, who knows what you know what they're going to be? They might be bad. Well, let's see what Damian Pierce is going to do. Oh, how about Dalton Schultz? How's he going to uh, respond being the man? And the offensive line, oh, boy, what a mess. We'll see what Kenyon Gray – I mean, we went down the line. Well, he said it. He said that no, Carolina was a perfect situation. Exactly. And so we went down the line of questions that would have surrounded – and maybe, according to Matt Miller, uh, told him that the Texans shouldn't have drafted C.J. Stroud. Well, what happened? What's the update? The update is he made them better. Like, it's – it, it's kind of revisionist history. I think a couple of people called him out on it, uh, you know, with some f- previous tweets and stuff. I just don't see why you wait for a quarterback. Like, you can just. Well, uh, hey, hold on. Stand by. Yeah. This guy might be great, but you know what? We're not ready yet. We'll be yeah. back in three years. Can we put this on layaway? We're going to get a great one next year. Okay, what we if, need to fix the defense first. Okay, yeah. this this Drake May guy is awesome. We build think he's from the trenches. Hey, uh, Roger, we need Goodell. to build the offensive line first. <laughs> hey, Roger Goodell, can we run a quick credit check and me put this on layaway and go on a payment plan and come back and get this <laughs> yeah. in two years? That offensive line gonna get them killed. We're gonna save the draft pick. That would be sweet. What if you could just? <laughs> what if once every five years you could put a guy on layaway? Yeah, he's not quite ready yet, but we're just gonna put him on layaway. Yeah, red shirt. <laughs> Until we get our team together. <laughs> Could have redshirted, uh, uh, you know, Bryce Young or something. The other thing is, like, so what – are you a left tackle away? Yeah. Are you a wide receiver away? Are you a linebacker away? Like, what are you at away? Mm-hmm. Let me know when I can figure this out. And That's then, so – who? who's the first the person who Just a cornerback away. This? Who's the first person who said this? It's dumb. Because, But I hear it a lot. It's like, who said this? Yeah. I think our text board. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there's there's some some people that say that. I also that. feel like it's a cover-up to not bash the quarterback for some reason, Maybe. too. Because if they suck, then they're going to blame the team, saying there wasn't enough around them. And the most basic thing of all is you have the number three pick this year. Do you know where you're drafting next year? Well, there's a lot of local draft folk who don't like Matt Miller either. Yeah, they were all over him, right? Well, they weren't all over him, but mm-hmm. they don't like him. I guess so. They don't like him. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. on the drugs machine. Yeah. <laughs> Tillman Fertitta. Yep. This happened today. What'd he do? Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta. What'd he do? Sees an NHL team as the next, the quote, next building block for the downtown Houston uh, economy, according to Bloomberg News, says they, they are talking to the NHL, uh, but it's got to be good for both of us. He's courting the NHL about bringing a team to Houston, uh, and uh, he doesn't know if it's going to be an expansion or whatever. He said outlying suburbs have reached out to him about helping attract an NHL team, but he wants to keep it boosting the downtown district. NHL in Houston? 
He said it's been a goal of his for decades. I, I don't know if it would work. I man. like the idea. I don't know about the practicality. I of don't it. think Houston's very uh, ready for a hockey team. I, and I've I've seen it. I've seen it in the city yeah. up forty five. It's hit or miss, man. You got they have to be really really good. Yeah. Or else it's going to be disaster. A disaster. Yeah. Absolute disaster. Not good. I don't know. Fertitta, he's been kind of obsessed with this. He yeah. tends to get what he wants. He does. I'm just saying, be careful. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So there's two alleged cougars that have been uh, hollering allegedly at athletes or preying on athletes, depending on how you look at it. Drea Michelle. Uh, from Basketball Wives, who says that your honus can be deleted. Uh, that's an exact quote from uh, Breakfast Club. We've played it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and Amber Rose, who I don't know that she's trying to delete anything. Cameron and Mace on It Is What It Is. They had a showdown between Drea Michelle and Amber Rose. I want you to tell me first, which one do you think is better? Is it Drea? Let me look at it. Type up. in Drea Michelle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Amber Rose. Ooh, it's going to be top, tough to beat right there. Uh, and then Amber Rose. Yeah, Amber Rose. Which one are you going with? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Drea? Bro. Okay, he's going Drea. Looks like someone that used to work here. Who? Biggie knows. I, oh, okay. I, I got Yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay. I got you. So, Drea Michelle. And you know how I feel about that. Drea yeah. Michelle or Amber Rose? <laughs> Looks, uh, I would say Drea Michelle. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear what uh, Cameron and Mace had to say about this uh, this Cougar showdown. You got to realize it's, it depends on what you want. Amber Rose, she looks presentable when she goes outside. She looks nasty in the bedroom. These other two <laughs> just look like whatever. They don't stay with nobody because if you're not nasty in the bedroom... It's like, well, I don't need to walk around with you just so you can get more clout. What you doing when we get home? Drea said her hornness wore off, didn't she? She said she's not a hoe no more. It wears off after a while. So she's she's not considered a hoe anymore. So she says it's, it's like a um, statue was, of limitations. That on was her, so she mean. Said. That was mean. Definitely with the East Coast. <laughs> Wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> that she was says, mean. She says it's Bars. Yeah, it's a statue of limitation on your hoeness, she said. So she ain't a hoe no more. <laughs> I mean, so they went Amber Rose. He's kind of nasty, though. Cameron's a little nasty. He is. Yeah, like a certain level of nasty. I get, didn't know that. Get there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure as uh, as attractive as uh, so you and Dre, Michelle you know would be. Dre Michelle would be. I don't know if that uh, honus ever wears off. Oh. I'm not sure about that. Who knows? I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So JJ Reddick has been tra- uh, trending a lot. Um, for 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 a number of reasons, uh, the foremost, and I can't disagree with him. Um, talking about how, um, uh, everybody's making excuses right now in Milwaukee with Doc Rivers, or Doc Rivers is making excuses. Excuses. He's not wrong about that. Uh, and then J- uh, uh, JJ Redick also is talking about uh, just all the the problems with the NBA. And by the way, the uh, the ratings came out, dude. What? 
for the NBA All-Star Game Week. Yeah, the second lowest ever, I think, Second right? lowest ever NFL preseason games had higher ratings. That's not surprising. On the heels on the heels of the lowest rated NBA finals. Yeah. They, well, last year was the the lowest rated uh All-Star game. NBA All-Star game ever and this year was the second lowest. And then the NBA finals of it was either yes, last year or the year before was the lowest rated NBA finals. Yeah. Um yeah. They, you know, we I can sit here and 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 talk all day about the NBA is dead. Certainly All-Star weekend is dead and the NBA is dying, but at some point, you really do have to do something. Like you really well, I don't do think have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, you you can't. I just, think it's gotten out of control. I, I I that's what I'm saying. I think the All Star Weekend is dead. I think the NBA is dying, and that was my favorite sport growing up. Uh, but I you you can't just sit there and take it. Well, I mean, the, I I think that it's just you got to ESPN needs to say goodbye for the betterment of the league. And you got to move on from Adam Silver. You have to. Well, he's getting extensions. I know. Adam Silver's a scary weirdo, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So, uh, Johnny Manziel was on Club Shay Shay. I think it just premiered a couple of hours ago. Yeah. And and the quotes are starting to, uh, to make the rounds. Uh, among the quotes, Johnny Manziel claims that Kevin Sumlin met with his dad and said that if he stayed at A&M for two more years, he could have got $3 million. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also this one. First of all, why do we need any more Johnny Manziel? Have we? Do we not know everything about Johnny Manziel? What are we doing? We do. He, he's just, he's a hit. Well, I thought I he's thought, always going to be a hit. Shannon Sharp is getting like Cat Williams and Monique I and know. like all these like industry stuff, and now we got Johnny Football. But this is what he said about former Texas A and M and former U of H coach Kevin Sumlin. I think this is funny. I do. Mm-hmm. I do think there's like some. So he was asked about uh, Kevin Sumlin. Uh, Kevin Sumlin trying to tell him to calm down and all that type of stuff. And this is what Johnny Manziel said, the following quote. I think where our relationship fell out a little bit, how do you have a guy who is a grown man, Kevin Sumlin, telling me what to do? Obviously, my coach, my head football coach, he's telling me to live a certain way to put the partying behind me. This is where he gets crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you know anything about Kevin Sumlin and what he's doing behind the scenes, from my eyes, it's hypocritical. We were at the 4040 Club in New York. Looking back at it, it was hypocritical to me. I do not sit here today as a judge of a man who helped me get where I wanted to in my life. I'm just calling a spade a spade. If that ruffles some feathers, so be it. Close quote. Mm-hmm. You hear things. No, I, 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 I'm actually on Johnny's side on this one. Uh, anybody who's been around someone at U of H and A&M. Um, uh, and Arizona. And Arizona might tell you some stories uh, about that. Um, no, he, he's not alone. I mean, put it this way. He and Holgerson were boys. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? I'm just saying. He and Holgerson were boys. Is Dana still get allowed to kick it at the Post Oak? I don't know. He's probably just paying his own way. <laughs> I mean, does Fertitta still let him kick it at the post oak, though? I don't think so. I think I don't think he would show up at the post oak. Dana State Dana State in Houston, though, right? I don't know. Surely. Where what? is he from? Like actually from, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's going back to what, West Virginia. Where nah, he, he ain't from there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He ain't yeah. going back there. Yeah. Yeah. Dana's staying here, right? I would think so. 
I think he can go wherever he wants. Where well, a lot he... of people always end up staying in Houston, though. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. So I can see him staying Have here. Have you ever seen Dana out? I'm asking. What's so funny? Can I not ask a question? <laughs> He's got free time seen? right now. He got bought out. I'm asking. Have you ever seen him out? Uh, yes. After yes. he was fired? Before, during, and after. <laughs> I remember one time. He's from Iowa. Oh, he ain't going back there. Yeah. Nah. Nah, he's here. I remember one time I walked into Capone's at like 12. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Friday night. I think they had a game the next day. I'm not sure. Maybe not. Yeah. It was close to it. Mm-hmm. And I saw him walk in. Yeah. Doing his thing. I've seen Dana Holgerson out. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. Coming up. Golf courses. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. Restaurants. Yeah. Coaches shows. Are the Texans going to hit the Quan? And are there going to be players fighting over arriving in Houston? That's next. Some golfers are on the course. Biggie, thank you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Saquon Barkley, hit the Quan. Hit the dang Quan. Please. Bring him down. If it's not Saquon, give me Josh Jacobs. Got to be one of them. I need me a running back. Make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so <clears throat> we've talked a lot about free agency. We've talked about the possibilities. We've talked about. Saquon Barkley. We've talked about Mike Evans. We really haven't talked much about defense. Uh, Brian Burns was believed to be one of the biggest uh, potential impact players, according to the great Joe Person, friend of the show, covers the Carolina Panthers, does a very good job doing so. It looks like the Panthers are going to franchise tag him, and it looks like Brian Burns was looking for $30 million a year. I, I know you're a good ball player, but mm-hmm. $30 milli? It's a bit much. <laughs> It's a bit rich. That's where we're at. Yeah, I definitely would tag him. No, he's great. Pause. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I would absolutely tag him. Yeah, uh, I hit that. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that that's too much. We haven't talked about much defense. I've talked about defense. Uh, I, I I think uh, safety should be a priority, and, and I know mo- maybe they think I'm an idiot when they hear me say this, but I think safety should be a priority here. By the way, their cornerbacks are old outside of Derek Stingley. Yeah, outside of Derek Stingley, yeah. I think, what's Desmond King, 30? I got their ages here. Desmond King's 30? Yeah, I've, I've got them all here because I was, uh, you know, doing that research thing. Steven man. Nelson's 29. I've got it right here. We've got uh, Desmond King is 29, Kadar Holman is 29, Houston Carson is 31, Nelson is 31, Ward is 32. Is Ward's safety. Yeah, they need they need corners. Yeah. Jimmy Ward said he's back, though. said on Insta the other day. He said it's going to be a legendary year in in H-Town. Yeah, I hope he's right. I still want help at safety. Like, we don't know what... uh... I could see a cornerback being a first-round pick. Because I also think we don't need to overreact to what Derek Stingley just did. No, I think definitely overreact. Uh, Maybe overreact is not the right word, but definitely... This is what he is. 
Like, accept that he's a shutdown corner. Yeah, but you also got to accept that he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last well, couple sure. of years. Well, sure. So, so, but look at the other side. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but getting, like, if, if there's... But that mean don't look at the cornerback situation. Right, yeah. right. So, so approach it as if if we use a first-round pick on a corner. Now, if Derek Stingley were on the field 24-7, and I'm not taking it. When he's on the field, he's elite. Mm-hmm. He proved that last year, and, he, and yeah. he really proved it all throughout LSU. That That was really the only thing. But he did miss some time. You do. I do think you need to look at the second corner position as there's a chance this guy might be our number one corner For over certain stretch. stretches yeah, yeah. of the season. Yeah. So know know what Derek Stingley is, but also know what Derek Stingley is. Like, don't act like just because he was on the field on the back end of the season that sure. that's going to be the norm. Sure. I, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't be surprised at all if cornerback is is the first round pick. I mean, zero. Now, in the way the draft's shaping up, it looks like you're going to have your crack at your guys. Yeah. And there's, I believe, no, nine cornerbacks ranked in the top 50. Nine or ten cornerbacks ranked in the top 50, and I believe that is pro football focus. Uh, so you're going to have your crack at a cornerback. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised. That's why I, I, That's one of the reasons I keep saying, you know, receiver, in this case, Mike Evans or Gabe Davis, in my case, but and running back. That's why you can focus on defense. Gabe Davis right. lost me with that. Yeah, I know. Video <laughs> and those stats and stuff. Uh, You're gone. Buddy. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I, I I'm still I actually with got him. a YouTube video scheduled to drop on that, like in oh, ten yeah? minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still with him on that. I'm out. But because you can get a you receiver, me, bro. Like, let's say we get our wish. You get Saquon Barkley and Cherry on top. You get Mike Evans. I don't need to look at anything on offense in the draft, at the top of the draft. Now, obviously, yeah. you're always drafting players. Uh, but, like, this whole concept of, yeah, they're going to draft an offensive lineman, I just – it doesn't I, – I don't get that at all. Cornerback? I yes. think that's just people not knowing. And I, and I don't expect yeah. them to. Yeah. But if they draft a tackle in the front, that's a disgrace. So it's, 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 yeah. That's a disgrace. Yeah. Defensive tackle? Yes. Yeah. Maybe a rush Really end. anything. Cornerback? Anything except O-line. Everything on defense. Our offense, except quarterback. Except receiver and, and running back. And running back. Yeah, I'll just list all the positions after I say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Other than tight end or yeah. running back. Oh, no, tight end would be on the tight end would probably be the priority on offense. Well, I mean if Bowers if Bowers falls. They have what well, there's two, I believe. The kid from Texas. Yeah, he's a second rounder. But I mean like that yeah. are the clear Oh yeah, if Sanders falls yeah. and you get if you give CJ Jatavian Sanders, whoo wee. Yeah. Whew. Man, like I, I, I'm, Damn. I'm pulling for that, and then a lot. Pretty scary, right there. A lot, a lot of defense on the on the top of the board, cornerback, safety, defensive tackle. Don't give me a linebacker, anything along those lines. I think they got to be. I think there's got to be a rule too with uh, with these incoming guys, mm-hmm. these players. We got to be a little stingier with these single digit numbers. Like Shaq Griffin was number zero last year, brother. Come mm-hmm. on. Get you get you something in the twos. Let me throw <laughs> let me throw you at let me throw you at twenty eight or something like that. It's their choice, man. Nah, man, you got it. You got to be stingier with the with the zeros, ones, single digits. There's got there's got to be a little bit more to it than that. If you're a zero or one, you got to be a badass. Yeah, come on. And yeah. Desmond King was zero for a while. I I, I don't yeah. know. I, I like you, but I mean, really? Yeah. No, you do you do have to be a a, a really good player. A really good player to wear those single digits. Like Shaq Griffin was rocking zero. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> you can't do that. 
Jatavian Sanders King? rocked it at Texas. He was zero before, and then yeah, he that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, he was zero before, and then he went to twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Like Sanders was zero at Texas. If he comes in, yeah, do your thing. Like Brevin Jordan in nine, I guess he earned it this year. Yeah, that's his number anyway. It's been his number. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, rock the nine. Still curious to see what Will Anderson does because it's not going to be fifty-one. He's going to change it. But regardless, um, if you get your if you get your wish with the free agent with free agency, I would be all about a cornerback with the first round pick. What do you think your hottest take was today? Whew, man, they're also piping hot. Figure you tell me. What was my hottest take? I'm sorry, what was that? What was my hottest I'm take? I'm sorry, I was busy doing something. <laughs> Somebody come in there? <laughs> hey, Figgy, you want to go to the cook-off? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably um, I, they're, they're just all so hot, man. I think the, the media thing was hot. I think uh, the... Defense is your best offense was hot. Yeah, I thought I thought you came in hot. I, I thought you came in hot yesterday, and I was watching it. Figgy was having yeah, his was, own discussion. Yeah, in the, yeah he was distracted. Yeah. Sports apparently, Radio apparently people around here don't think I do anything. Sports Radio 610 tweeted out the video. Figgy's he's like, what? Yeah, what? talking. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's not I your fault. To, I talked to Leroy about it in the hallway. Oh, don't do that. What do you mean? You told them stay out of our studio? Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said we were laughing you at put you. Put your, ch- your finger in his chest. Say, I listen said, here, bud. I said I was laughing at you because I know you were in there with Figgy when Lopez had a hot take. Mm-hmm. And we put the video out. And I go, I know you were just like showing videos of your late night escapades and your tequila. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're right. Bro. Yeah, I probably was. It probably was. Like, yeah, you're right, bro. Mm-hmm. What's funny is he walk in here just talking, and then when I crack the mic open, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you yeah. was doing this. Yeah, you didn't know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm standing in front of this big board with a lot of lights, and I have a microphone in front of me. Yeah, go figure. I was producing a show. Oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> Got my hands on the dials and the knobs, hitting the computer screen. Yeah, I'm just hanging out. By the way, Figgy... Um Figgy's created some controversy on the uh, text line, Figgy. I don't, I don't normally like to bring this up, but Uh-oh. we were discussing uh, Amber Rose and C.J. Stroud and then the Deshaun Watson uh, Mia Khalifa video. Mm-hmm. And the Mia Khalifa video was where it was Deshaun's birthday. Yep. Mia Khalifa tweets out a video of Deshaun Watson. She's in his apartment. He's in her apartment, which is in Austin. Yeah, she's in a maid's she's outfit. She's in a maid's outfit, and they're playing like – uh, nerf nerf basketball or whatever mm-hmm. and figgy said that cj could just drop off amber rose and that's fine yeah it's not, it's yeah, who okay knows? maybe yeah but he said that if deshaun watson goes all the way to austin texas hangs out with a girl who's just a porn star <laughs> plays basketball her with place. her yes and doesn't her dressed up? Yeah, and she's dressed up in a sexy outfit, and he doesn't smash. Then Deshaun Watson is a lame. Someone on the text line is taking exception with Figgy yeah. for this. I side with Figgy on this. You think one hundred thousand percent? You think? I don't think. Like I, I'm just saying, there's a reason that you ended up talking to me at Khalifa. You will go to her house all the way in Austin. She's wearing a maid outfit, and 
You don't do anything. I will side with Figgy I, on this. I know people that got clowned for having the chick in their house and spending the night and all that stuff and didn't do anything. You, yeah. You got to get clowned, well, man. What are the what are the you ain't sealed the deal. Go, that's where we are that's now. That's where we are as a society. That's where uh, we are as a society. Yeah, that's how it always been <laughs> as a society. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a different situation. This is not he didn't go out on the first date. This is... <laughs> yeah. You know why I'm here. That is Marshawn Lynch in on steroids. You know why I'm here. And he drove or flew all the way to Austin to spend the night or stay at their house and didn't do anything. Like you got to emphasize her yeah. house. Her yeah. house. Yeah, her yes. house. Let's turn around here. How you doing? Didn't close the deal. I tell you, oh, oh, free agent number five, third string quarterback wasn't doing that. Shit. <laughs> if I'm going all the way to Austin. If I'm going all the way to Austin, Clint's like, even I wouldn't do that. Come on, man. Nah, man little, old, little old me wouldn't have done that. No, sir. I was mad leaving Stampede's. Yeah. In, in Murfreesboro. <laughs> and Kelly was on nothing but for real. Let's just watch Netflix. Yeah. What? Really, Wait, what? Just, uh, for real. Let's yeah. just. Oh, for real. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a man's duty at that point in time. And, and I, I'll be honest with you, it's a porn star's duty. It's duty. Yeah. I mean, they know that. It is a man's duty. You know what it is? It is a porn star's duty. Sit there and just Like, you know these. who you are? Well, yes. Yeah, you know who you are, what you do? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, look, if he's going to drive all the way from, I mean, your occupation just multiplies it, right? I mean, but if he's going to drive all the way from Houston to Austin. And, yeah. I mean. Yeah, huh? Some of our listeners think that that's a, that's the, it's a sad state hey, of affairs. Hey, and I get it, man. I get it. But we're talking about Mia Khalifa. Yeah. I'm not even talking about Amber Rose. We're talking about Mia Khalifa. Yeah. Did, I, did, I, did I hear y'all have somebody that, that played some audio that said Amber Rose, it, she, she, Tightens up in the biscuit. Yeah, that was uh, that was Cameron and Mace. Yeah, I mean, they, they it, it said she's, they said podcast. she's no good in the biscuit. No, yeah. no, they said she's a Ugly. freak in that's the biscuit. Oh, okay. Yeah, they well, said that's she, she better they be. Said, they said yeah. she's like that's in impossible. the three point stance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she better be. I mean, good gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about disappointment. Yeah. yeah. That's impossible. That's yeah. impossible. That's You're right. They said, yeah, that's just not. That wouldn't even work. You're listening to K I L T A M. K I L T H D two. The drive is live. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 